I mean, it's not like watching a live game either. I mean, you could watch, you could watch Emily in Paris like anytime, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's on demand. Yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna miss it or anything, but uh, <laughs> right. But if we miss the game, I mean that's obviously that's the end of it's the world. It's different, yeah. You'll you'll risk yeah. the crash. I was saying yeah. <laughs> the crash. Dri- driving home on Sunday, I was trying to recap. I had, my, had my arm out the window and like I but I needed to go fast enough that it was pulling my arm back to like put pain on my shoulder just to keep me awake driving home. Oh, I you're falling super, asleep. I was like I, oh my gosh, is it bad? I, I took there. Monday Dang. off, but I had a bunch of stuff to do. I felt tired, like even today at work. That's so what I, I still I feel said, tired. Like when, yeah. like when, like after I'm mine, like up. Wednesday, I felt, I felt Wednesday was probably like tomorrow. I think you'll be like, all right, I'm back. Like I'm feel a hundred percent, but it's, I was just like, I need pain in my life to keep me awake. <laughs> <laughs> the last thirty minutes, I was just like. I can I terrible. can I get some sort of recap of what the hell happened after like two a.m.? How did you and Griff end up in Jake's room? Bride, groom, <laughs> brother Griff, cousin Chris. Yeah, we family were... affair. Okay, listen up, everybody. Turn up your volumes. Announcement. You are now listening to a that's garbage media production. <laughs> Podcasting. Champion of the world. It's Happy Hour, your no! favorite podcast. Cheers, ladies and gentlemen. No! Introducing host. Your hosts, Snake and Trav. The garbage. What up? Happy Hour, episode 11. What what part of that do you like, Trav? The introducing first? Yeah, it's got that spooky vibe to it. It's got the Halloween vibe, yeah. Yeah. How we doing, brothers? How was your weekend? Brothers, we got a guest on, so it's plural. Trav and Cousin Chris returns to the pod. What's up, What's up Chris? What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. How we doing? Just three mature as hell dudes, three married dudes this week. Just right. since this summer, yeah. Feel like a different guy. It is, yeah. Super mature. That's uh, definitely the only way I can explain it. So, Jake, I've noticed you notably more mature since Sunday at about eight p.m. Yeah, Saturday about at about eight p.m. Seventy-two hours, something, something's clicked, and just something finally, something finally. Clicked. I'm no longer putting tenders in the oven at eleven p.m. and hitting the rack. Yeah, fart sounds aren't funny anymore. No, <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. Mustache is coming in thick. We're all set. <laughs> all right. Beer gut. Beer gut on the way, buddy. I've just been crushing food since, which I think both of you actually attested to this. Trav, you told me you like never worked out. Chris has kind of coincided with our weight loss ending challenge, and then he was in good shape for his wedding, but then you just give up, right? Like I've just been eating anything yeah. I want. Cocktails, yeah, I beers. Would, I would Let's say it's, it. uh, it's like, yeah, you work, you work pretty hard to get there, 
And then the day comes and you're just like, oh, I'll give myself three to six months to get, you know, to enjoy this. And I don't <laughs> think you ever stop the uh, the three to six month cocktails, drinks, food, yeah. whatever you want. And then you're just, Dude, you, you just nailed it. Up, you, you just nailed it, man. Like a dad. And every week I just came up with a new excuse. And then I did, fortunately, fortunately for me, I did get COVID at one point too. So I used that for like a few more weeks. And I just, yeah, before I knew it was like three months out, I was like, wow, I still haven't exercised in a while. Yeah. Yeah. If I uh, pulled the wife in here, tell her uh, how many times have I said I'm going to start on Monday <laughs> in the last five and a half years, I would, you know, 250 week, uh, probably like 200 times. I'd say <laughs> just like, yeah, I'll get to that Monday. Never, <laughs> never ends up getting there. Diet starts Monday. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Like I said, just three mature dudes ready to break down some games this week for uh week nine action. Before we get to that, Trav, let's go over records real quick, and this will be quick because it's uneventful. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I have myself at, so this is excluding the teaser, which maybe we shouldn't talk about, but I have myself at yeah. 10 and 9, and I'm down about two and a half units, and I had you at three and three, somehow down two units, one of those being the teaser, I suppose, but. I tried to figure that out, how that's possible. I don't understand it. Do you see the same thing? You must have had a two-unit play that you lost. They were all two units. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, does it? Oh, that's just... Yeah. If you're playing two units, though, you're losing more on the... That's on true. On the VIG. Yeah. Might have, lost, let him, uh, might have lost a unit on the VIG and then one for the uh, parlay, too. Yeah, anything... It'd be nice to hit one of those parlays. Do you think this is the week? So I actually took a look at what happened. I took the Oklahoma State, and we moved that to plus 12. JMU has moved all the way down to minus 6. My Oklahoma State covered by 19 points. JMU failed to cover by 20 points. <laughs> yeah, I told you we got burned on that. You win the some, QB, you lose they, some. The, the QB was a late scratch. There's nothing I can do about that. Yeah, and the other QB must have sucked. I guess we'll get to that game. But uh, I don't yeah. really have any... I mean... Yeah, like you said, you lost all two unit plays. You're you're betting on some weird stuff. JMU, UNLV, Toledo game, some obscure picks, Trav. I liked them all so much. I think that's the worst part. Yeah, and then I just had mostly big games. Mm. Penn State Ten nine though. That's step in the right direction, my man. Ended up going Penn State money line in the over, so that was probably my biggest hit of the of the weekend was that game. Won a couple of units of the there, month. But yeah. Oh, UFC. UFC didn't go well. One of three on those, so that's pretty standard for me. Obviously, it was hard for all three of us to track the games, but uh, I tried to put in some post wedding research. What did some highlight watching and whatnot, so we can kind of. Go through these. If you guys have anything to add, feel free to jump in. In no particular order whatsoever, we're going to start with Iowa 10, Ohio State 54. Probably have to go to the resident Buckeye for his <laughs> yeah. opening thoughts on this game, but I have some as well. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I caught a handful of this prior to the wedding. Um, I had a nice little view from uh, shenanigans there, a corner view of, of the game. Uh, so was catching the highlights <laughs> driving down. Um, 
you know, look like CJ Stroud had a fumble recovery for the score, the only Iowa touchdown of the game. Um, looked like they were a little slow to start. Uh, they did spread the ball out well. I think nine different guys had catches, pretty big for them. You know, the younger guys are seem to be back to where they are. Uh, I think I or uh, they scored 28 points in the second half. I think Ryan Day is kind of like my opinion and how I've seen him coach this year is watch Michigan play a team and he's going to try to score more points on that team than Michigan did. Kind of, <laughs> kind of my take on how how that went. Um, I think it was 36-10 when I stopped paying attention to it and I checked in late. Uh, you know, 54-10, pretty happy with that, especially on this defense. That it, honestly, if you look at the box score, Iowa. They didn't like, I think they rushed, rushed for 75 yards, and CJ Stroud didn't have. He had like an okay game. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, heard he this. Did... I heard something on this Cover Three podcast that they were basically breaking down how many Ohio State drives went longer than 20 or 25 yards, and it was like four of them. Like they kept yeah, getting they the ball. Field goals. They, they had Iowa pinned back like the entire game. Just like dominated yeah, was, the field possession, just kept kicking field goals and short fields and stuff. Yeah, Peters threw a pick six to Eichenberg early in the game. First, then pass, Iowa went. Was the pick six the yeah, first been, pass? The, his first pass of the game was definitely a pick. It wasn't a pick six, I don't think. But. Yeah, I think I think Iowa quarterbacks threw three picks. I know one of them was a pick six, and then they, I don't know if it was a fake punt or a muff snap, but they went for it on fourth and six. I just caught like the quick game cast. And it was like on their own 31. And I don't think I was, I don't think Ohio State scored on that drive. I think they kicked four field goals. Like I said, I do think Iowa's defense is solid. Obviously, their offense is just pitiful. I mean, they, they're, they're not going to be able to run with a team like Ohio State. But overall, you know, I, I was said, didn't watch much for the first game. I haven't really got to see this year, but it's kind of probably what I had expected. I don't know if I thought they'd score. If that score was 34-10, I still would have been pretty impressed. But yeah. their stat line, by no mean, was I wildly impressed. But a win's a win at this point. You know, the big games are coming up. That's really what kind of what matters. Yeah, so yeah, so we're kind of previewing things here anyway. So I guess we can dive into this a little bit more. Um, you know, with the Buckeyes Nitty Lions matchup this week. I guess one of the things I was going to ask you, Chris, and I kind of wanted to ask it before I forget is, you know, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the stat line for Ohio State. Uh, Stroud obviously seems to do his thing every week. Um, I was blown away by the rushing attack from the Buckeyes. Totaling this up here, looks like 23 carries for about 60 some yards. Um, is is this giving me false hope that Penn State can somehow stop the run this weekend? I, this is, I think this is the first week I'd have to go back and look. Um, I, I, I have mine Williams at 10 carries for 19 yards, cuz. Yeah, 30, 33 carries for 66 yards is what I have for this for the game. 2.2 yeah. a pop. Um, I think this is the first game, again, that I can say that they've been held at bay. With the running game, I, I I wouldn't say that. I would – I do I think that we go out and run for 200 against Penn State? Probably Possible. not. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but I think that if the running game is just good enough, it's pretty hard to stop four slants running across the middle with a guy diving underneath that yeah. can just fly. You know, I, I just – I guess – yeah, I guess a better question would be, Chris, is um, – 
you know, prior to this week, have you guys struggled running the ball at all? Not really that I can okay. remember. I, I okay. again, box score wise might, it seems like Mayan Williams is kind of the guy this year. I think yeah, yeah, Henderson gonna, has had that was some something issues. Else I was going to ask you about that. What is, has Henderson been hurt? He's been like in and out with, I believe what is an ankle. And then I, he got, he was, he came back against Toledo where I think mine Williams went for some insane amount of yards and a bunch of whatever game he rushed for five touchdowns. in. uh, Trayvon Henderson got hit early and he got up and you could tell he still wanted to play, but day was kind of just like, you're good. We don't really need you. And then Maya Williams ran for five touchdowns. Um, I don't think they've struggled much this year. You could show me a stat where they rushed for under hundred and I'd be like, I missed that. Um, I think that they've done, you know, like I always hear on the broadcast, like, oh, we, Ohio State's got to run the ball to, to be successful. Like they're a run first yeah. team. That's obviously not true. <clears throat> CJ Stroud throws for five or six touchdowns a game. Ryan Day loves to yeah. chuck it. He, he lives, it just lives and dies you know. by the pass. Trav, I mean, they're playing the best, probably the best defense in the country. Looks like they ran oh, yeah, for was, 240. I mean, it was being. I was being relatively facetious. I mean, I, I don't think it. I don't. I don't think we can use the transitive property here. I was just trying. I was just looking for a glimmer of hope for the rusty buddy. Yeah, yeah, somewhere less than four hundred. I mean, I'd even take. You mentioned two hundred, Chris. I think we could survive two hundred. I'm more concerned about three or four hundred. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you're going to get that just because of the. I mean, if you get, you know, if Henderson gets in space, he can pretty much run with anyone. Um, I think even Maya Williams has lost a bunch of weight this year, so he is quicker, but he's going to go downhill and get four yards. I think they just need to do enough that they can consistently, you know, Penn State can't put, you know, eight guys deep and CJ Stroud has to make a bunch of plays. So I I would say, you know, I don't think if you hold them to 66 yards, I think this game might be closer than what we might think it is, but (laughs) I would, I would say, I would say it's, you know, I would, I would say Ohio State's going to be, be slinging it around the yard would be my guess. If Julian Fleming catches two or three TDs, that's really going to hurt. Yeah, yeah. It's basically um, a state college guy that just turned us no down. Doubt. Dicked around for like three years. I think he's just been like nursing a shoulder injury for years. I was like, I guess this guy will never haunt us. And then I just saw him in that game. He caught like an 80-yard touchdown pass jogging. So I'm a little worried yeah, about get- that. Two, two for 105 last week. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, he's a guy that has always kind of been hurt. And I think as even as a Buckeyes or listening to like the podcast and stuff, which we all, you know, we make fun of these guys that have these podcasts to talk about the team because they none of them ever played a snap of football in their life. But they give yeah. some good points of, I think a lot of fans were just like, this guy's like, okay, go to pit. Like we're kind of just. Oh, yeah. I thought he was going to transfer gonna be next point. Yeah. I did. I I would if he would have transferred without with him doing what he did this year. I would have been like, whatever. Not not our loss at this point. We'll put someone. You know, we'll be okay. And I think with in Jigma going down this year, him stepping up and doing what he's done. I think he's had. You know, he's had some huge games. Kind of always seems to have a touchdown. Um, you know, it's giving them. It, it took them to the next level of a team where you lose probably your best skill player other than your quarterback, and. They, they probably haven't lost too much of a step, if any. I think my favorite part about the Iowa game, like there was actually one point in the game you talked about 
I think Stroud fumbled and they ran in the TD. And Zig and I were watching together and we looked at each other we're like, dude, I, he's, I think he said, I kind of had a feeling Iowa might like muddy this game up and steal it. And I was like, dude, yeah, like I, I'm right there with you. I kind of had a feeling as well. And then it was just absolute domination like Ohio State defense they forced like 19 turnovers. And then my favorite part of the game was the Iowa fans probably finally got what they wanted and they brought in the backup QB. I'm pretty sure he muffed the first snap. He fumbled it to the Buckeyes. And then I think his second or third snap was another interception, like another horrendous pass. Yeah, he was, I'm looking, he was five or 10 for 32 and a pick. So I don't know how much better they're getting with the second guy. You know, it, it's tough. Um, I think, you know, I don't want to go it, it past sure made, what we're all. It sure made Ohio State look good on D as well, though. I, I That's the portion of their team, I think, that is relatively good this year. I know we're here to talk about one game and pretty much one game only this week. I don't want to preview too much, but I've kind of been saying from the season, and I've heard you guys talk about on here too, if Michigan does what they did to Ohio State last year, it's going to be the same exact score. You know they're going to run for Ohio State for 400. I don't know if this defense is as bad as they were last year, but I've kind of said from the beginning these games with Penn State and Michigan, and if Ohio State gets up early, you're not going to catch them. If you go pound the ball down their throat and make them play tough football, that's those are the games that we know are going to be close. If, if Ohio State gets up on, I I'll say this a thousand times make JJ McCarthy or Sean Clifford beat Ohio state. If we lose to those two, perfect. I'll accept that as a fan and just be like, they outplayed us, but don't let these running backs run the ball down our throat. Make one of those quarterbacks beat us. I don't know if it's possible. I miss last words. Yeah. Yeah. When Sean Clifford throws for 408 touchdowns this year or, you know, this weekend and <laughs> we get blown out then I'll be like, oh, you know, that's okay, but if we get the ball ripped out, if Singleton goes for two hundred and twenty carries and four touchdowns, I'm gonna be pretty upset. I think about it's that. more likely he's gonna do a couple plays that look similar to what Petrus was doing. I saw at one point Petrus got sacked. He was like laying horizontally on the ground, and somehow the ball squirted out like ten yards. He was just like turning it over. He was defying physics to turn the ball over. I think yeah, I, I think there'll be some of was, that this weekend. If they if Ohio State had turned, I think they were inside the 30 four times and kick field goals. If you take two of those and get rid of the field goals and put touchdowns, I mean, they beat Iowa by 55 points. You know, like that's something they do. They're good in the red zone, especially because they have guys that can just run all over the field. So there, that's like, I kind of looked at the score 55, 10, 54, 10 being great. But in my mind, I was like, it probably should have been like 61, but I'm not going to, you know, no P's yeah. and Q's here. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I don't you know, think 44 is 44. Does Penn State beat Iowa fifty-four to ten? No, uh, I don't no. think that would ever happen. And if you played the game twenty yeah. times, no. In yeah. Michigan, what was 24-27-14? I think Iowa might have scored like real late or something. I don't think it was as close as the score kind of made it look. Um, but I think I think the mentality of that team is scare Michigan all the way into that game. Let them know how like. We'll go look back at the scores. Oh, I think you beat that's them by what... thirteen. We beat them. By, we beat them by forty-four. I, I it, it just if you look at it, makes sense. He's, he is a game, pretty insecure. It's the... a pretty insecure looking dude with his black jet black I beard guy. And I think he's got a lot of men. stuff of like 
kind of a guy that's going to take his foot off the gas. You're up 21, middle of the third. He's going to r- rip back. I don't, this year, they just have not done that. Pouring gas on it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Stroud was out there. They were up like 63 21. And I think he was still out there against Toledo. So I think, I also think he wants him to win a Heisman. So he's just like, I'm going to pat every stat I possibly that. can. And he's been doing it well. So yeah, they're definitely doing that. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, all right. Let's run through the rest of these. Syracuse 21, Clemson 27. Syracuse actually led this game uh, at the half 21 to 10. So, Trav, we caught some of this from the, from the groomsmen suite, actually. Yeah, that was probably the one we watched the most, right? Uh, Griff was running the remote. We just told him, basically, just don't let there be any commercials. And we pretty much <laughs> just watched commercials in this game. Yeah, so, just um, a couple minutes of commercials, a couple minutes of Syracuse Clemson, and then just flip-flop, vice versa. Syracuse is a lot better than I thought. I thought 14 points was a pretty reasonable spread, honestly. And I think they... What was the final, Snake? Uh, 27-21. Clemson scored 17 fourth-quarter points. Syracuse didn't score a point in the second half. Yeah, it was 21-10 going into the fourth. Um, They they kept it close the way through. Nothing scored in the third. Now Clemson kind of just exploded in the fourth quarter, which I think was kind of probably and straight. I don't think they, uh, you know, I don't think Syracuse. I think Syracuse is good. I don't know how if they're yeah. a team. I mean, you score one more touchdown, you beat Clemson. But yeah. I think Clemson's so, defense is. Dude, the smartest thing ever said on this podcast was that like three or four years ago in the in the bowl pick'em when Germ said like he basically told us who Garrett Schrader was. The guy just, it's reckless abandon. He doesn't even want to throw. Like, he just wants to tuck it, run, leave his feet, as long as he's not sliding. Yeah. Like, that's how other, that guy plays the entire game. Yeah, the other weekend we were up at Worms, and we had uh, five TVs going and an iPad, and all six games on, and we were somehow locked into the Syracuse-NC State game, which was a terrible game. <laughs> Schrader <laughs> yeah. threw three of the worst picks I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah, when he, he threw he, a pick, he's coming back out next time and he's chucking the ball down. He does not care where yeah. the ball goes, but he will. He is. I don't know if it's a confidence or an arrogance or he's just really dumb. But he does. He he does not remember the next play. He's just going to chuck it again. <laughs> Sometimes a good trait to have. Opposite of uh, DJU in this game, dude like turned it over once, and then it was just like panic mode the rest of the game. Backup comes in, Klubnik. He didn't even do anything. He basically just handed the ball off for the entire second half, right? He just didn't turn the ball over. So, yeah, it was all that running back, that like five foot five ball of muscle, dude. <laughs> Shipley. Yeah. All right. Alabama beats Mississippi State thirty to six. I I had a hot take for you guys. I I was looking at the. Championship odds, Alabama plus 350 feels like very, very attractive. I think the other two are uh, Georgia and Ohio State. They're like plus 180s or something like that. I don't know why Alabama's not right there with them, to be honest. Like, they're going to be pretty battle tested, right? They're playing like very good teams. They've survived a couple big ones. Like, I just think we get to the end of the year and it's, it's probably same old story. Yeah. I th- I think it's hysterical how we kind of get tripped up over one Alabama loss when in fact 
if the, you know, it always comes back to like, if Penn state was playing that schedule, what did they go? <laughs> Seven and five. Yeah. Uh, and dude, they didn't allow Mississippi they, state to score a point. Mississippi State scored at the end of the game because there was like a pass interference and then they ran in like a one yard touchdown as time expired. It's pretty incredible how they flipped their defense around that much in what two weeks basically. That yeah. just goes to show you, I guess, the coaching is unbelievable. Yeah, I, I think I think did you guys see Saban said he's done after this year? No. Is that real? I, I don't know if that's real or not. I saw it on Twitter, so it's probably not real. <laughs> I think that's so fake. I, th- I, I think I saw he got a contract extension not that long uh, well, ago. I saw, I saw it on Twitter, but I was like, that's a good way to fire the boys up. Like, oh, we can't let them go down on I a, do like that. Yeah, national what if- championship. I, this, this is probably like some from absolutely some no insider, but I it was like one tweet, and I never saw it again, so it's probably fake. But I think, Snake, to your point, if you're looking for value for the national championship, we know what, I, we know what Alabama is going to do at the end of the season. The only run-in is, does Alabama get in with two losses? They don't win the SEC. Oh uh, no, they wouldn't get in. But it's really just going to come down to like, can they steal the Georgia game? Like, yeah, yeah. it's probably going to be a pick 'em. Yep. And then uh, once they're in, be. once they're in, they'll play oh, that's some. Good. That's a good point. They'll play yeah, some so, four I mean, seed that's probably like a Big Twelve team. They'll yeah. beat the piss out of them, and then you're you you have them in the championship at plus three fifty. Doesn't seem outlandish. So they have to win out, though. Like, like Chris just pointed out, right? I mean, yeah, they definitely have to win out. But haven't they already got through? I mean, I guess if you're afraid of Tennessee, that's the one game left. I don't think. I know. Sorry, they already lost. I'm thinking Georgia has to play Tennessee. So Alabama has basically no one good left. Then I think Auburn. Yeah, Iron Bowl. I, I, I think. As an Alabama fan, you would have to hope Tennessee beats Georgia and you get another shot at Tennessee. That would be because does yeah. Tennessee does Tennessee beat Alabama twice? Like I've already no. I declared beginning of the no. season, Tennessee is my number two team. I seem like an ass for that now because they're the number three. You team d- I was on the text. He was on it two. early. Yeah. He anointed him. I was on it early. He gave himself a number two I got team, some Tennessee. Tennessee. Here. Yeah, I got some Tennessee gear in the closet now, but you know, as an Alabama fan, you say, okay, we lost that one, but are they going to beat us? Are they going to beat us in a neutral field? Probably not. But does Georgia play them tough? Yes. So as an as an Alabama fan, I'm screaming, give us Tennessee again. Get Georgia out of the picture at least for you know, you might get them later, but get them out of the picture and let us play Tennessee again. They probably, you know, Saban is probably the greatest college coach of his time. You know, let them let them get another look at the film, and if you cover number eleven from Tennessee, you probably win that game. <laughs> yeah, you can't just let don't let them run behind you. Scouts. Yeah, yep, yeah, pretty simple. All right, and for the record, they do play Ole Miss, but that game does not scare me at all for Alabama anymore. No, no. So let's go to Ole Miss. They lose to LSU forty-five to twenty. I did watch the highlights this- to this. I. I don't know what I was expecting to see, but LSU was was actually down seventeen to three, and then they went on a forty-two to three run for the final three quarters. It's like insanity. I don't understand if, what's. If happening. anyone has a read on LSU, if they tell you they have a read on LSU, they're lying. Like something very odd is going on there. So they were down by 
17 to or 16, I two, guess, Mississippi was, State as well. And then they oh, stormed back. Yeah, early again. Yeah. Yeah, seemed like a second half team. Uh, I, I know Ole Miss was missing that running back, Zach Evans, the TCU transfer, who I think he's, I don't know if he's like their 1A and 1B kind of look there. Um, but you lose by 40 or 25 points. It doesn't really matter. I think it's just good for college. Like, give me the LSU is back. Give me the Texas is back. That's what I need in college football. That's what I love to hear every year. And then they go and go like three and eight the next year. But LSU seems to be good above average. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's good for everyone that LSU is good, but Ole Miss, I also think was probably very, I mean, they haven't, they they played a tough schedule and whatnot, but I don't know if they're number seven team in the country. It's hard for me to respect Ole Miss now after watching like Tennessee massacre LSU in Death Valley, and then Ole Miss gets smoked by LSU in Death Valley. Yeah, and, and I don't understand Miss, that. Was it Ole Miss Vanderbilt, or was it Ole Miss Auburn the weekend before? They only won by fourteen points. They, Vanderbilt basically played them tight for like two or three quarters. I think. Yeah, it might have been Auburn the weekend before that was like back and forth, back and forth. Like Ole Miss would go up fourteen, they'd be down seven. Like Auburn would be driving or something like that. So I just think I don't think Ole Miss is great by any means, but I do think LSU is is probably better than they looked in the beginning of the season. Yeah, tough to get a read on either of those teams, to be honest. Uh, Big Twelve play, I've gone on the record and say it's hard for me to care, but you have to be paying attention to TCU at this point. They beat Kansas State thirty-eight to twenty-eight. So I finally heard someone say that Max Duggan is. Uh, Heisman contender, and I don't know that I could refute that. A uh, hundred to one right now. Really? Yeah. That guy's good. I mean, we've talked about him several times now. He's just super athletic. His receivers are insane, and there's like so many of them that he's like spreading the ball around. It, if you're looking for the best player on TCU, it is Max Duggan, and if they somehow like run the table. He's probably going to be in the mix. He's at least going to get some votes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think he is good. I think, I think their whole offense is very good. Their concern has to be the defense. Um, they've given up a ton of points this year. I think to like Oklahoma state, they were, they gave up 30. They were, they should have lost that game. Yeah. They came um, storming came back. back. That was, came that was back late and one, one and double overtime or something. So I, I think their offense is very, very good, but can their defense hold up late? But does it really matter if you get to the playoff and you go get blown out by the one seed? We were kind of used to seeing that. I don't <laughs> yeah. expect many good games from that. So I think that I, I have got them written down as legit offense defensively. I think that they lack, but it's big 12 football. So at this, at the end of the day, I'm just like, I don't necessarily care a ton, but I do enjoy no. watching it. That's a good yeah, point. I can't, good can't point take them seriously. Because the, the defense was shaky in this game, too. That they actually knocked... They must have knocked uh, the QB out of the game. And then the backup came in for Kansas State. So I yeah, think I he still, like really struggled. They didn't score in the second half either, I don't think. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw Deuce Vaughn still ran for like seven and a half a carry. That guy's good. Um, yeah. I just don't know how much time they had the yeah, he's he's very good, obviously very undersized, but he yeah, I don't think he's like incredible by any means. Um <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> that guy can't win a Heisman, right? Come on, he's gotta be one of the most I got, unlikely. So I got him at I got him at nineteen. 19- TDs and one pick. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Dude, he's however many he's ran in. 
he could win a Heisman if he keeps his helmet on and he <laughs> and you don't know what he looks like. If you look at him like that though, it is hard to take him serious. So why has there only been like one other redheaded QB and it was Andy, Andy Dalton, Dalton and he had... also played at TCU? Yeah, it's a good question. What's up with that? Yeah, is that like a maybe it's a gene thing? Like they're not super athletic. They're maybe they're like, brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me those guys grew up within like 50 miles of each other, please. We need to get the stats department on that. Yeah, I was looking at the Heisman odds too. Yeah, he's uh, 50 to 1 from what I'm seeing. But oh, Okay, I read 100 seemed, to 1 this morning. Yeah, it kind of seems like, like a two-man race between Stroud and Hooker at the moment. Like Stroud is minus 110 at the moment. So, See, I would like to place wild. a bet on Stroud to win, but at minus one ten, that feels there's no value. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're gonna put a, unless you're gonna put the four hundred one k on it, you're probably not gonna. <laughs> and then he goes out, and then it's just over. It's just you lose everything. Yeah. That's what's crazy about um, that. Yeah, this... he could sprain an ankle and miss two games or something. Yeah, even like Caleb Williams is looks like he's the second over Blake Corum, which doesn't make sense to me. Um, but yeah, it seems like a kind of a two man race with Hendon Hooker, but I think Tennessee may pull a Tennessee eventually. They're going to run out of gas. Yeah. Do what they do. All right. Pac 12. Oregon beats UCLA 45 to 30. So that wasn't there two undefeated teams that went down this weekend? UCLA and someone else, right? Was Ole Miss the other Ole, one? Ole, Ole Miss, Miss was undefeated yeah, yeah, okay. too. Yep. Yeah. So um, Bo Nix, five TD passes, boys. Something's going on in Auburn or in uh, Oregon. Ooh, Freudian slip. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like uh, my note was UCLA got behind early and just couldn't come back and play. Like Oregon kind of just kept their foot on the gas. Yeah, and it looks like ran away. I think they were down pretty early. 31 and, 13 at the half. Yeah. DTR, like I said, kind of got behind him on the podcast. Just like, all right, he's so fun to watch. You guys are, you know, incredible. But I think that, you know, they kind of just got behind and, you know, probably not going to come back in Oregon. And with Bo Nick, how many times has Bo Nick's thrown for five touchdowns and not thrown a pick in his career? Probably never. Never, I yeah. guess. So that was pretty surprising. But I think that, I think, I think Oregon is good. I think everyone is kind of like, oh, you got smacked by Georgia. Yeah, it's but starting to look like since, it might not matter. Yeah, since then, since then they're pretty tough, and I think we kind of realized the Pac-12 is pretty volatile at the moment. With just you know USC going down, you know it's it's kind of anyone's race. I feel like at I this think, point, yeah. I don't know Oregon would be either. Oregon would be favored over everyone over there, right? It depends yeah. on where the game's played. I don't know about I don't think it would. Field. I think if Oregon played at USC, I think Oregon would be favored. I think if Oregon plays in Utah, have they played yet? No, they haven't played yet. I think Utah. I think Utah would be favored against Oregon at home for sure. Oh well, the Utah home factor is big. That's worth like six points. I feel like, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Looks like looks like we have Utah, Oregon, November nineteenth in Oregon. Oh, see, I think Oregon would be favored. It'd be. Is Oregon not? Does Oregon not play USC? I cannot wait to bet Utah on that game. Fast forward me three weeks. Utah, here, Utah and USC don't play. Yeah, that sounds the, right. Because uh, it was it was only going to happen if they got to the championship. The, the no, no. Championship. Utah and US. Wait, Utah and USC? They just played. No, he said Oregon. Oregon. Oh, or I might have said it wrong. Oregon and USC do not play. Yes, yeah, so they got I that mean, working for them too. 
it, it, looking at it right now kind of looks like Oregon could run the table. Obviously, we all know Utah is a different team on the road than they are at home. Again, Utah is tough. I definitely think they're good. Um, it, it comes down yeah. to Bo Nix. Does Bo Nix suck? Is Bo Nix Bo Nix or is Bo Nix whoever we saw last or we didn't see, but I can look at the box score and be like, that's not the Bo Nix we all know and love. 22, yeah. 28, 283, five TDs. I, I was watching the highlights too. He threw some beautiful, like, deep balls. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> where is this coming from? Oh, he did wow. get married. I think he got married this summer. Okay. So the guy's probably pretty mature now. So he's probably just he's a lot of time really in with the guys. Yeah. yeah. Wow. A lot good, of time in the good, facility. Yeah. Good recall on that. Cause I think we touched on that maybe even week zero, week zero or week one. Cause, uh, I think wasn't he the one that was had like the nice suit, but then he had like the yeah the white shoes on the white shoes on. Oh, it had to be oh, it had to that. be it had to be. I got it off the podcast because that'd probably be yeah, the only way I, I would have ever looked at Bo Nix's like Instagram to be like I got to see this. So it had to come off the pod for me to look it up. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Ooh, all right, uh, back to Big Twelve. Oklahoma State, I think, was a TD underdog. They beat Texas by a touchdown. Quinn Ewers' first bad game. 19 yeah, of 49. Did not look good. Three picks. Hostile yeah, he, environment on the road. That's a big ask for, I yeah, guess, I think, second second year kid, technically, but it's really yeah, like his fifth, first year. Fourth or fifth start. Yeah. 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 Give me Oklahoma State as a dog every week. I, I don't know what they are against the spread. I probably should have looked that up. I'm doing but it they this cover, week. Yeah. They cover they're consistently. Like, and if they're, I think they're a dog on the road against Kansas State this week at are. Kansas State. Spencer Sanders is 29 years old. He has more football experience than I do job experience now. He is just, I'll bet him every week. Just, I mean, even the TCU game, we're sitting on the couch and I had it at three and a half. And I'm like, TCU just score right now because you're not going to kick the extra point. Let me cover. You don't need to win. But Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma State is tough. Their defense is better than I thought they would be with, with Knowles leaving. Um, but yeah, Quinn Ewers, still a Quinn Ewers guy. Obviously, the mullet is just he. He looks insane, but he, you know, he's still young. Throws three picks. You can't win many games throwing three picks, but he is a hostile environment. But I think Oklahoma State is pretty tough. Yeah, we're we're pretty pro Oklahoma State on this pod. Yeah. I was actually thinking about it. I I have a future on them to make the playoff. I was acting in my mind it was dead, but it's actually not not yet. No, well, it's definitely possible. They got to win out and look good. Yeah. Yeah. And we, they get the I mean, redemption win against TCU. That'd, that'd be like a cherry on top in the championship. So, right. I'm yeah. not ripping up the ticket yet. Plus it, knocks, plus, it knocks TCU out. Yep. Yeah. And I think if I'm looking correctly, their slate going forward, if they get through this weekend, Kansas, Iowa State, who, again, I didn't realize Iowa State's defense was as, supposedly as good as they are. Oklahoma, West Virginia. So I would assume if they kind of get through this, it's so week, tough because they're all the same team in the Big Twelve. But it, it's like, Big yeah. Twelve is just gonna, you know, it's just just like Pac twelve. Let them all shoot each other down and let the Big Ten and SEC play at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Penn State beats Minnesota by seventeen. Never a doubt because they were just never allowed to lose on my wedding night. Should have really put the put the house on the money line, but I went in for one unit. So just I'm just glad to make that back. Uh I did rewatch this one, Trav. I'm guessing you did the same. Yeah, I watched like the 20 minute version. Full disclosure, yep. I kind of actually forgot about it at times. I 
that's how enjoyable Saturday night was for what it's worth. So, and, and also someone sent me a video of like the whiteout, like pump up video. I purposefully ignored that too. Just so you know, watch that later as well. Wow. That's, that's a best man right there. I did not want to be pumped up. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I only counted. I was surprised by this too. I was going to put an over under with Corey on how many phones I could count with the Penn state game up on Saturday night. I only counted three at any moment, just not people watching them, but just on the, I guess you could probably guess who they were too, but that was part of the game. Yeah. I had had four total. I Grandy's table with two between him and Stu, man. I had one from my work and then one from my kickball team was running it as well. So four total. Uh, I had had three. I was surprised by that. Um, I I was really honestly expecting the big screen up on the dance floor (laughs) just to get everyone like once in a while, look up and just see a big touchdown over the top. But I did catch, a handful of it, you know, a couple plays here and there. And Penn State looked good. I think Minnesota's pretty bad. Um, Real bad. That backup I, quarterback, oh, my God. Yeah, I felt I bad think. for that man. It reminded me of uh, Taekwon on Penn State playing against Iowa. Like, it was just so loud. He didn't stand a chance. There was probably, like, 10 pre-snap penalties in the first half. Yeah. It was just, that's asking a lot for... I don't know. What is that kid? 19 years old making his first start ever. So one of the things that I gathered from just like, you know, kind of reading up on everything that I missed is sounds like they really booed Franklin and Clifford when they came out onto the field. And then for them to start ice cold like that, Clifford throws that terrible interception. I can't imagine if I was watching that game live, I would have, I think I might've turned it off anyways. So I agree. The way that interception, the way that game was going, I think it resulted in a field goal too. I I would have been ready to call game. Like I honestly wonder what the money line looked like at that point in the game. It was like two piss flat three and outs and then a second down no reason interception. It was like it's it was just very typical and then it just turned into the other version of Sean Clifford. He's Bo Nix in a way, really. It just it seems like they do that every weekend though, where they just come out like that. And they cannot do that this weekend, or else it's it's already over. It's it's what Chris said. If you get down <laughs> by ten ten to Ohio State or fourteen, you're done. Like two years yeah. ago or three years ago, it might have been during the uh, might have been during the pandemic that year where they kind of had the shortened shortened season. Penn State got down by fourteen points right off the bat, like within five minutes and then just played with them the rest of the way. And they lost by 13. And it's like, man, this sucks. Like, yeah, just don't spot the other team. Yeah. 14. Just don't spot the much better team, 14 points. And this would be a lot more fun. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's. I mean, it, it's as simple as if they lose on your wedding day, they may lose a family of fans. So you just can't let that happen. They Franklin, pressure, probably had it, yeah. Franklin probably had it written in the book, like McTavish <laughs> wedding this weekend. If we lose, like, <laughs> We're going to lose family of fans. You know what? Can't let happen. That's actually, that's a good point indirectly because I heard something like there was 120 recruits on the sideline. (laughs) Like imagine how embarrassing that is. If they, if they just never get that offense turned around and they score like 14 points and lose 14 to 17. I wonder if he just went over to Sean Clifford and said, Hey, we're not doing this tonight. Like, I, I need- Sean, yeah, Sean, we're in this together, man. <laughs> I need you. 
I don't want to issue a, you a death threat, but uh, let's just say both of us are going to be looking for work next year if you don't turn this thing around right now. Yeah. Just one last quick note on this too. Why? Why was there so many wide open streaking tight ends going down the middle of the field? And why is that the first time we've tried that play this season? It's a, it's a great question. I don't know. Why was that Theo Johnson's first game? He must be hurt. He must've been hurt. I know he didn't even dress for the first game or two. Okay. But I think the Warren guy, I think Tyler Warren plays in the NFL. Uh, he's massive. He has pretty good hands. Why have they not been trying Dude, to get I that think guy down the seam and getting him the ball? It worked the one time they threw it to him, right? I think I saw he had four snaps in the entire game. Four snaps. Oh, I, oh, I never would have guessed that in a million yeah. years. I, they just, I, he doesn't play. I just pictured them, just the the three of them, just standing on the sideline. They were just going one by one. All right, run that seam round. I'm going to whip it to you. Because that's what it looked like from watching the highlights. Yeah, if Tyler Warren plays for Iowa or Stanford, he is a first-round pick, right? It's just like Penn State doesn't know how to use him. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the uh, highlights too, just like prepared to get myself. I haven't watched a ton of Penn State football this year, and I saw the streak play, and I was like, oh, that's great. And I kind of thought like I might have saved that for next week because you clearly haven't seen it all year based off your guys' expressions that's, of it. And that's I was a like, good point. Probably I think they hit two of them, a- right, Trav? It's like two yeah. tight oh, ends I, up at the scene. It seemed like it was more than that. It seemed like I was just <laughs> constantly – one of them was just streaking down the seam and Clifford was just firing to him and there was no one around him. <laughs> and I'm just thinking like against Michigan, why, what were those, what were the play calls? It looked like they were <laughs> yeah. running like, what was that shitty play that coach Wright used to call? I think it was called blueberry or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like basically at the outside guy do a slant and then the inside guy would run kind of like a out route, which is, you know, the worst route ever. Cause if he catches it, he basically gets two yards, such a hard throw, such a hard yeah. catch and then get by someone and turn up the sideline. Yeah. That's basically what we were running against Michigan. It seemed like, and that would be like third and eight too. Uh, I just, I don't under, I don't understand. Let's hope we see more of the former and not the latter there when this upcoming week, otherwise things will get ugly. All right. Speaking of getting ugly, uh, Duke, who we were making fun of last week, beats Miami 45-21. to 21. I didn't deem this worth watching the highlights. Maybe I should have because apparently Miami turned the ball over eight times. Five fumbles. That seems hard to do. The, the couple plays I did see, too, there's just like Jumbotron, Jumbotron is just like ricocheting off the bleachers. There's nobody in there. It's like a dumpster fire. I think this is very fascinating what's going on. I don't know how much leash this guy gets, probably quite a bit, but it seems like you shouldn't be losing to Duke by 20-some and Middle Tennessee by 10 or whatever. It seems like they took a pretty big step backwards. Yeah, they. Uh, I saw the score ripping through. I was on Duke early. They were like a covering machine early in the season, I felt like. They, they were like pretty decent they lost to georgia tech that's what we saw we saw they lost to georgia tech and we wrote them off yeah i think they were like maybe five and oh or four and oh to start the season and i think i was riding them and they lost to georgia tech and i was like you're done um but i think miami is bad like very very bad i think van dyke was supposed to be like a heisman contender this year or something like he did get hurt so van dyke got hurt which probably didn't help the backup struggled i think van dyke might have thrown a pick maybe he didn't no, he yeah, threw one TD, uh, one TD, zero picks. And the other guy must throw three picks. 
Yeah, con- concerning is they scored 45 points against Miami's defense, and they only scored 36 against UNC the week before. And we watched UNC give up the worst defense ever, 68 to Chase Bryce. So yeah. how bad is Miami? Like I said, I don't know how long his leash is. I would assume it's. I think I've heard a couple different Miami things being like, "Oh, you got to give this guy three or four years." But we, it's this is they didn't do that for any other coach they either. Don't, too they don't do that for no one does that in the entire country. Like they yeah. can't like you know it's, they paid they paid so much money for him though, right? At some point they have to be like, "Okay, we can't. We're already paying <laughs> yeah. the last three coaches to leave. At some point, we're just gonna have to give just, this guy five years. Just sit here and let yeah, it rip. he's yeah, allowed I, to go five and seven three times or something. Like you'd almost have to make a rule out front and just say like. When we're in the moment, no matter what, just let it happen. I do think it's fascinating, though. I, I feel like every single year that is the most overrated team in the country. Oh, it does look like Dan Van Dyke went 11 of 16 for 81 and a touchdown, probably pre him getting hurt. And then that Garcia kid came up. I can't remember where he's from. He might have been on like a TV show or something. He threw three picks. <laughs> yeah. No, he was in the Grateful Dead. What? Jay, Jay Garcia was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a Jerry Garcia joke. Never mind. Oh. It's, it's before our <laughs> time, bad. Trav. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, he he. I think he was a kid that committed to USC and then like transferred. Yeah, I know he's California. He's a California. Flipped kid. It, yeah. flipped his pick to Miami, but yeah, kind of. I mean, eight. You can't win a game with eight turnovers. It's, yeah, that's pretty much that bad. simple. All right, these are these are dual games. Actually, these two games. These are the two homecoming games. Liberty smokes BYU forty-one to fourteen, but JMU falls. To Marshall, twenty six twelve. Ironically, I think both of those teams had backup quarterbacks playing, but Liberty's backup quarterback played very well. They they actually put up five hundred fifty yards on BYU. I think BYU might be uh, in big time trouble. But as far as James Madison, Trav, I feel like you should issue a small statement here. I know you have a disclaimer. This isn't entirely your fault. This was a late scratch was what I got on Twitter. I could not figure out how they lost this game. And it turns out that some guy named B Atkins, we can all make a joke with that, played QB and basically completed 33% of his passes and threw for four picks. I mean, what am I supposed to do? About that? <laughs> Dude, this looked like the worst. I didn't watch it. I didn't even watch the highlights. I looked at the box score. This must have been the worst game to endure ever. Oh, he lost a fumble too. Don't worry. <laughs> so five turnovers by him alone. I'm he also seeing more turnovers than completions. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, I think uh, I think James Madison was up early too, like twelve to two or twelve zero. That's how bad the and game then, sucked. Two and to then 12. never, yeah, never scored again. Um, again, like you get a late scratch. I have to, you know, what are you going to do on that? I do think. You know, play this game again with the starting quarterback from JMU in there. The I don't think this game is they probably cover, but yeah, it's unfortunate for that. And I think on the other game, I think BYU is just not very good at football anymore. Yeah, it's their schedule's broken. Their schedule's very tough, but I think that you know it's Liberty. You know, but still, you shouldn't lose to Liberty as a BYU. Hugh Freeze. We don't mention Hugh Freeze enough anymore, Trav. No, we really don't, but we can as of this moment. <laughs> yeah, they lost Malik Willis. They lost a little bit of their flash. 
Um, but he was still just cashing checks and winning games is what the guy does. I think they're seven and one this year. Just um, slinging escorts. That's too. nuts. Yep. That's nuts. I haven't caught him at all. I I just assumed they would. I assumed this was the game where they would get crushed. Right. Was, I've just been waiting for BYU to show up. Yeah, I think I saw him this week too. Like uh, maybe like low favorites against someone, and I was like, "Yeah, God, they got to win sometime, right?" And I will probably lose money on them again. Yep, I'm right. done. I'm done. But I'm yeah. gonna continue to fade BYU because they burned me a couple times early, and then that was it for me. Uh, there actually was one more game, but I don't even have a comment. That Cincinnati beat SMU twenty nine to twenty seven. I I just don't really care. But Cincinnati half point is lost there. Chris, that's a half point that loss, two and a half. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So that one, uh, that one hurts so bad. Yeah, not not much there. Shout out to Ryan Coe. Uh, kid played at the high school that I coached at. Never coached him, but was at Delaware. Went to Cincinnati. Set the Cincinnati record for five field goals in a game. So sounds like a pretty boring game to watch. But congrats to that guy. Nice little shout out. Shout yeah, out. It, it, I wrote that down actually. Look, judging by the box score, it was shittily similar to uh, Marshall to the Marshall game. So yeah, yeah that's- looking at the looking at Liberty there. Liberty has Liberty beat BYU by more than they beat Gardner Webb and UMass. And Liberty's only loss was to Wake Forest by a point. And if I want to say Liberty went for two at the end of that game to win it and lost. Wow. So um what's Liberty? Sunbelt? Can they win the Sunbelt essentially? Yeah, they play Arkansas next week and then Virginia Tech. So they've you know, Arkansas obviously we'll see how I need to they tell are. my future self right now to not put too much stock into 41 14 victory against byu but i kind of want to take liberty to beat arkansas i mean they beat gardner webb 21 20 i don't know where gardner webb is but they've <laughs> yeah. 21 to 20 so that ain't good i want to i already have jmu penciled in for two weeks um i can't remember who they play off the top of my head buddy but you are gonna you're predetermined to lose all of your winnings on jmu back just by continuing i don't think to- so <laughs> They're oh. still they're still what five and two against the spread? Yeah, Louisville they, they start this five weekend. And yeah, or no, they're off this Louisville. weekend. No, That's off it. this Good weekend. Call. Off this yeah. weekend, then Louisville, Old Dominion, Georgia State, Coastal. Yeah, could yeah, they yeah. beat Louisville? Yes, they could beat Louisville. Give me that. They're going to be getting points in that game, boys. Pencil me down. All right. Yeah, throw it to my card as well. I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on him. My guy Santeo, he'll be back better than ever. Who is that? A QB? Okay. Yeah. Any relation to the San Jose State quarterback? Cordero? Nah. Is that core? Oh, it is close enough. I saw him. I was like, must be brothers or something. I didn't I never look. Oh at yeah, and I could be. I could completely be pronouncing the JMU QB's name. That'd wrong, be funny if it was I had Cordero. It, <laughs> I had a pencil in Centeo. All right, let's roll into the Week Nine picks, boys. So. uh got a handful of games slated i i sent to you in a preview i'm gonna personally try and make a play in all of these games there's a couple that i didn't love a side or a total but i'm still gonna get there we're actually gonna start i think this is it's either thursday night or friday night i think it's thursday night thursday yep. utah plays washington state at washington state with a 10 p.m kickoff this is the first thursday game i've been fired up since uh i think it was baylor west virginia 
or first weekday game, I should say, that I've been fired up for. I think this is a good game. Utah is... I actually grabbed a seven-point spread today. Utah's a seven-point favorite. some reason, it's moving towards Washington State, and the total is in the mid-50s. Any strong feelings here, Chris? Yeah, I think... Uh... Back to what you said, this is probably the first week that they've given us a Thursday 7.30 then a 10 o'clock game. Like I haven't been able to stay up till 1 o'clock watching a Thursday game yet <laughs> yeah. and just blow off on Friday. I think this might be the first time. Um, Utah on the road, 1 and 2. We know Utah on the road is is semi what probably considered a liability. I'll ride Utah minus 7 if I can get it for sure. Um, Washington State. Not always sold. I think they were pretty hot to start the season, but it's Utah, Washington State, not overthinking it. Um, Utah on the road always scares me, but I think that they're just overall probably the better team here. Yeah, I was right there with you. I'm just trying not to overthink Utah by a touchdown. I know Utah's pretty good. This game's actually the battle of the cams. Trav's guy, Cam Rising, versus Ronnie Two Sharp's guy, Cam Ward. <laughs> <laughs> Both teams coming off a bye week. This is an interesting matchup. Oh, and I also had down, if you're looking for like a common data point, Utah, let's see. I think Washington State is coming off a 10-point scoring performance against Oregon State and a 14-point scoring performance against USC. Oregon State's defense is good. I don't think USC's is. Utah beat both of those teams and they averaged uh, 41 points in those two victories. So, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's pretty on the head there. I think you Washington state played Oregon very close. Like Oregon came back and won that game, um, but I don't think Washington state scores a bunch of points. I think Utah can. So I think that seven is exactly. I think Utah can safe. score points. I don't think Washington state's going to score a ton of points here. Yeah, at the end of the day, if you get like worse comes to worse, and you get a push here, or Mike Leach just gets the air raid rolling, and they you know, throw for five TDs, I, I think you still might be okay with Utah. I like the fact that you have the ghost of Mike Leach. It's always for the rest of my life, man. <laughs> I didn't send you the Mike Leach wedding video on your wedding. Um, that I think you sent it to me to fire me up uh, like the week before I forgot oh, yeah, to send yeah. that to you. I, I had it written down in like my work notes and I like scrolled by it and I was like, I forgot to do that. And I was like, that's not even a work related thing, but I, I still forgot to do that. <laughs> Trav, do you like either of the cams in this game? I had a couple leans in this game and I feel like they're the exact opposite of you guys. I kind of liked Washington state catching some points here. I think this one could be weirdly close. I have this weird, I feel like there's this weird phenomenon with the Pac-12 where you just drive into the middle or you travel into the middle of these small college towns. Like in this case, I don't even know where it is. What is it? Pullman or something? Yeah. Pullman, Washington. Yeah. So you're just in the middle of a forest in in Washington. This one's the desert, I think. I think Washington State's a weird (laughs) spot. It's like eastern Washington. Okay. So you just show up out there. We'll say it's a prairie. We'll go in the middle of those two. I, I just feel like, for me, I feel like maybe it is a touchdown game, but I, w- I feel like my heaviest lean would be the under. I could see both teams kind of struggling to score points, lots of punts. 
some turnovers like in the red zone, that type of stuff. Maybe some field goals, some shitty uh, field goal kickers, that type of stuff. Shitty I feel field like this goal could kickers, be. I could see that. I feel like yeah. this could be lower, lower scoring than we think. And you said it was what fifty-five and a half. That's what it looks like. Yeah, that would be my lean. Yeah, if I had to go on a total side, I'd probably lean with you, thinking that if if it does get out of hand, Utah's defense might not let up a lot of points. That's what I keep coming back to that. Yeah, so, it just and Washington. Yeah, and Washington State's coach is a defensive coach by nature. At some point, I feel like their defense has to play a little bit better um, than it ha- than it has at times this year. So, yeah, I, I would lean the under. I feel like I've used that logic for a couple different teams this year. Like, oh, this can't get any worse. Like Michigan State, and it just kept burning me. <laughs> so, but I, I know where yeah. you're going with that, yeah. Yeah, on a, that time on a Thursday, knowing I'm going to stay up and watch the entire thing, I just can't bet the under. Like, I just have to, I need a game. I don't want to watch 10 7. If I bet it, okay. But I would just be like, I'm going to go to sleep at Yeah, agreed. Need a side there. All right. Uh, all right. The big game. Probably the best game of the weekend. Ohio State travels to Penn State. Unfortunately, it's a noon kick. I hate that for Penn State. Uh, this spread is 15 and a half last time I saw it, and the total is around 61. It seems high, but Penn State just put up some points. Ohio State always puts up points. I don't know where to... Travi, you want to kick this one off? Yeah, 15 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take... I would take the points. I see no reason that this game kind of goes pretty similar every year. Um, I feel like for the most part, with the exception of 2013, I think it was, we lost like 63 to seven with the exception of that. This game seems to be relatively close. I, for some reason, at some point think to myself, this is the year we beat them. Ohio state then scores again at the end. And it ends up being like a two touchdown game. This is, uh, I think to mimic what you're saying, this is like the one time a year we get to see, it sucks when someone travels to uh, Penn State or we play someone like that. We played Minnesota and it's their Super Bowl. We get this back. This is Penn State Super Bowl every year. I don't know <laughs> why, but they just they try their hardest to steal this game every year. And sometimes they get pretty damn close. I'm a sucker for the points, too. I think that line is telling us Penn State's going to lose by 30 or 40 points, being more than two touchdowns. But I'm just gonna take it. I'm going three units. Penn State plus fifteen and a half. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and what did you get for a what did you have for an over under there? Sixty one. Let me check the current. Let's see what we're looking at here. <sighs> Man, yeah, that seems still hard to 61, stay away from. 61 and a half. If I if I had to make a play, that might be the way to go. Because there's no reason that Ohio State can't drop forty plus. They have they dropped forty plus in every game, cuz? Uh yeah, I think almost 50. I think the Michigan State game was a non 50 game, I I believe. Oh, no. Notre Dame. Notre Dame early 21. Yeah. I think I heard they were averaging 49 points. So let's say they're average. They score seven TDs. That gives Penn State, what, 12 points to work with? I think they can muster 12 points, even if it's (laughs) Clifford throwing to someone at the end of the game, you know, against Ohio State's third stringers. I still think it's possible. Liam Clifford catches the late TD (laughs) to, to hit the. The over. 
stick it to stick it to those Ohio the Ohio State fans. <laughs> yeah, you I, let me you let me leave the state willingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think when I looked at this, we talked about it on the bus. Too. I don't know if you guys remember it talking about it on the bus, like what oh, I yeah. what we thought the spread was going to be and everything. The spread in the over, I'm with you, Snake. It, it looks like Ohio State should win by 42 points. Like it just that's what the spread is like wanting me to believe i'll take the 15 and a half we know this game though we've seen it again to Travis point 2013 was the last time that the game was just an absolute blowout it's always the one score game dumbly i'll take ohio state on the 15 and a half hoping for the 42 point blowout but i'm only going to put a unit on it because i don't want to go broke and my heart is in the game so i i've learned against doing that this year the over with i might hit the over too because to Travis point Ohio State scores 54 on Iowa last week, who's a great defense. Penn State's defense is obviously good. Are they that good? Not sure. Sean Clifford's going to – Ohio State's going to let up two big scores in this game. Is it going to be a long run or a long pass? It, it'll happen. Unfortunately, that might happen when they're down big already. Um, I don't know. Like I like Joey Porter a lot. I like Parker Washington a ton. But I don't know if there's enough firepower over there, too. But if Penn State does what they should do, run the ball down their throat and make them play tough football, I can reference back to the Notre Dame game where I thought Ohio State won a tough game, but then we all know Notre Dame kind of sucks. Um, but I'm going to take Ohio State. I'll probably take the over as well. But knowing that this is probably – I, I kind of was worried last week, even thinking like, okay, Ohio State's going to have a look ahead, like to the Penn State game, and then they did what they did. So I think is the you know, the, the coaches coaches got the guys where they need to be. The noon kickoff is the only reason I think that this might get out of hand. This is a seven thirty kick. Oh, this spreads, dark, if that's seven thirty, the spread's like nine and a half points. I was gonna if yeah. if I, I was gonna even say seven and a half, just because we know, but we know what this game is going to be. It's going to be a late you know ohio state score to go up 10 or just to put it out late it's going to be a close game i think um as purposes of just watching it but i do think that ryan day has that little bit of hey i need to beat everyone that michigan has beat by just a hair more so i do you know i think this could get out of hand but i'm hoping it's a good game we always know it is yeah you got the run it up factor there too with the over i feel like i think just i say that michigan just yeah, for men, I hair dye, he'll he'll run it up late. Yeah, where I say it. Michigan, Michigan has like Ohio State gets up fourteen on Michigan, and I don't know if Michigan has the team to come back. I think if they do that to Penn State, it might be bad quickly. Um, but I think I, I don't know Ohio State's defense has played well, but they're due to play bad eventually. I don't know when that's going to come. I'm hoping if it comes at all, it's going to come in this game rather than the Michigan game. Yeah, yeah. they have they have I'm, some cupcakes in front of them. It looks like too before Michigan. It's like I'll probably yeah. I'll probably stay away from the over. Kind of going off what you just said, I think the one thing I don't want to be doing is have Ohio State <laughs> be up by three touchdowns and me <laughs> me thinking, well, hopefully they hit the over. Hopefully they put a couple more on us here. So <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, not going to put myself in that position. I've been there before. If I'm you're planning to that. lose by 42, that's what what it. Yeah, Michigan beat them by 34. You're playing that. Ryan Day just sticks another, but that just hurts, hurts the soul. 
Yeah, um, come on, chuck but, it deep one more time. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm we, doing, we no, wanna, I'm not doing that. I, I want to. I want to see a good game. <laughs> um, I think this. I think this might be a Joey Porter revenge game as well. I think he kind of took a little bit of a hammer last year. I think Olave might have made him look pretty bad last year. A couple of those catches. So I think. I think he has a big game. Um, you know, let Sean Clifford beat us, and if he does, then. I still think he sucks, but you know, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, it is what it is. Put it in Sean's hands. Yeah. I think that, I think that I'll say, I think Penn state matches up better with Ohio state than they do with Michigan. I think their secondary does seem to be their strength this year. Mm-hmm. They must have 10 to 12 guys that they run out there on defense. Would you agree, Jake, just in the backfield? Um, There's I saw they even had like a lot a of fresh true legs. freshmen. Yeah. yeah. I saw they had even a true freshman, like, burn their burn his red shirt this year. I'm just thinking like, that's insane with, you know, how many guys that they can run back there. So from that, from a, from a, you know, do I think they'll match up great with, like you mentioned, the, the three, five star receivers, probably not, but I, I like their chances. This might be going back to, you know, Ohio state's run game. This, this might be the game where Ohio state, you know, does really say, Hey, let's, let's really establish the run and show everybody what we can do. Um, you know, kind of both both facets of the game here, passing and, and running. Shows um, off a little bit. Hits that yeah. hits yeah. that you have like a white tight end that caught like eight touchdowns in the earlier game, right? He'll hit that guy a few times, mix it up. Kate Stover, yeah. He's yeah. he's played five positions at Ohio State. He came in as a quarterback, uh, played linebacker, played DNs, played tight end now. Um, so yeah, he's actually I think he's probably an NFL tight end somehow. Um but to, to Travis' point, I do think that they can match up with them. It's just the f- three or four plays that they might not. What happens there? Do they do they let right. touchdown oh, yeah. happen, or do you only let it go for twenty? And can you hold them to a field goal? You know, I, I think it's going to be a good game. It, like we just know it always is. I always even hope at a point that it is a good game. You know, Penn State being ranked sixteen, I think right now or fifteen. You know, you keep it close. You win by ten or. 17 points that's still Looks a good. big yeah. win the only thing I, i've rode with this team is and it, it sucks to say now because we know notre dame is so bad but what i did watch in that notre dame game is they played tough they won a tough game which they don't really normally have to do they ran the ball ran the ball ran the ball and won that game by kind of controlling the clock which we don't see ohio state do a ton in this game i think you know CJ CJ Stroud's going to throw a pick. He seems to be again. I think Ryan Day's kind of like go win your Heisman, and I'll let you chuck it all over the field as much as you want. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I do think, like I said, I, I think Ohio State wins. I don't know if it's by the fifteen and a half, but I think it has possibility to be a close game. Possibility to be a blowout. You, you never really know what you're going to get here. I like that you're not uh, that you're nervous enough not to go heavy on the 15 and a half at least that makes me feel better i never do because my it 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 pains me more to watch them play bad and lose money but i have to put it on it because it's the pod and it's good for the guys and Ohio state's (laughs) not a well this year they have been but in the past they don't cover a ton um because their spreads are normally like 55 points and they'll score 54 and kill me so i've just learned don't put my heart like you know leave my heart with the game and I'll put my money elsewhere. Uh, it makes it a little bit easier for me not to be upset by it. 
Oh, we got double Trav. I have a, I have a double Trav going. Yes, but. so do I. Yeah, but yeah, it, it'll be a good game no matter what. Like I said, Ohio State's probably first real test. Um, you know what happens here, we we don't necessarily know, but it, it'll it'll be a good game. Like I said, I think the biggest factor here, no matter offenses, defenses, whatever, this game is played at noon and not played at seven thirty. Sean Clifford throws for five TDs. Let's be real. He could, you never know. Ohio State's defense has, has been known to just be terrible this year. Better, but they they have they'll let up a big play early. It always happens, and then you know, can you stop the offense? Yeah, so. every once in a while, get the stinker game. All right, let's go to. Um, we're still at noon. Notre Dame, Syracuse. This kind of only made it just because I don't know. Syracuse, I mean, is technically ranked sixteen. Notre Dame's hard to get a. Both these teams are hard to get a feel for. It's a good close line, so I think it's a noteworthy game. Syracuse is favored by about a field goal. The total's around 47. I think this just comes down to how Syracuse responds after that heartbreaker last week. Like I said, hard to wrap your mind around these teams, but it's kind of a similar matchup. You have uh, Both teams have like a good rushing offense. Can't really throw the ball. And then both the defenses are like pretty good, both against the run and pass. So my lean in this game was the under 47. It looks like I grabbed a 47 and a half. Any thoughts here? I had the under 47 as well. I think Notre Dame's offense looks pretty inept again. And I saw these teams have combined to hit 10 of 14 unders. That's good enough for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you fellas on the under. We can go consensus on this one. Um, just think you gotta let Garrett Schrader do what he's gonna do. He's gonna throw some picks, but Notre Dame is obviously not the Notre Dame that we all uh, know and hate. So it, it, it's the under seemed to be the play. I could probably see this being like 14 to 10 at the end. Um, <laughs> Schrader's thrown three picks, Notre Dame's fumbled the ball three times, and you know, some missed field goals. I don't know how much you'll see these teams in the red zone. I think you'll see. You know, maybe maybe go over on the punts in this game. I would probably be pretty. Probably <laughs> I'd be a love pretty to take the prop. over punt prop. Yeah, yeah. I don't. With I don't love this game. Um, I'll probably be only running a one TV setup. So this would this would obviously probably have to be my like third TV game of the week. But yeah, this this game doesn't hold too much to me. But I say the under might be the play. I think I have it at forty eight. Yeah, under. All right, SEC, Florida and Georgia. This one's really lost some luster. World's largest outdoor cocktail party. That that name has really, it's done the opposite of growing on me. I feel like it's got too many words in there. Out, world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Shouldn't it just be called like the outdoor cocktail party or something? Uh, does anyone want to touch a 22 and a half point spread or a total of 57? I can't do anything with that spread. I had to play a total here. And I didn't love the total either. Yeah, I, I hate this game on all aspects. Um, Seems like a lot of points for this like r- neutral site rivalry game, but Florida's yeah. been pretty bad. Georgia's looked really good at times. Can, can Florida, I, I guess if I'm going to pick, I'd pick Georgia 22 and a half. I think Georgia's kind of rolling at the right time what they scored pretty big lately 
the the over scares me is Georgia might go forty. This might be forty two to zero. Can can Florida score at all? I don't know. I, I would lean Georgia twenty two and a half. Um, I would obviously as a Buckeyes fan, I'd love to see Georgia uh, fumble a little bit here. You know, <laughs> win a seven point game against a team that's been blown out by numerous. Um, you know, can, can Florida? I think explode. Probably. You, you just really never know with what you're going to get with Florida. Uh, you know, but I, I would probably lean Georgia 22 and a half. I hate it. I, I absolutely hate it, but that would be the way I'd have to lean here. And this game is played in Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Yep. Okay. Um, I think, I think it being neutral site maybe makes me like Florida getting all those points more. It's so hard to, it is so hard to think that Florida can hang with Georgia. I'd probably take all the points, I think. I wouldn't touch yeah. the total. I have no idea if Georgia is going to hold them to I think they three do. points or three touchdowns. I wouldn't touch the total. I I think I, I'm with Chris. I think they do hold them to. I don't see Florida scoring a ton of points in this game, especially the way that kid plays where he clearly can't throw the ball well. He's going to try and like run around the edge and it's not going to work. Like he's going to be being chased down by guys faster than him the whole game. I'm taking the under strictly because I think Florida's going to score 7 points, 10 points. And I yeah. I don't think Georgia's going to score 50, but yeah, I think 42-3 in this game would be a pretty realistic score. 35-3, like just, you know. I'm, I'm still hung up on Kent State dropping 20-something points on Georgia, and I can't get past it, Snake. It's so a, It was like two short fields. It wasn't a real 20-some point. It was it was fluky. Georgia's giving up nine points a game. Missouri scored 20 as well, right? Yeah. 20, yeah. You don't think Florida can score 20? I really don't. We'll see, though. I feel like a little, little bit of a look ahead, like just, you know, Georgia in those situations, just being like, these teams can't play with us. We're not really worried about it. And then they, you know, fumble. And yeah, and Georgia actually has a Georgia has a look ahead here as well, as does Tennessee, which we will be getting to here in a second. Uh, but before that, I think I already know what side everyone's on. Oklahoma State, Kansas State in Manhattan. Kansas State one and a half point favorites. I'm on the Oklahoma State plus one and a half. Give me two units on that. I think it's a wrong team as favorite situation. Yeah. Gotta keep yeah, taking I'm, Spencer Sanders here. Uh Oklahoma State five and two against the spread. And obviously just the one loss in double OT. So Yeah, I'm with you easy. on that. Love Oklahoma State. I think the only game they've lost against the spread where they were pretty big favorites. Um, so I'm with you on Oklahoma State. Like I said, I think it's this is like their third game in a row. Wrong team favorite um, here. I've, I've kind of seen. So I, I'm with Oklahoma State until they, you know, Deuce Vaughn goes for like 300 and a couple of TDs, <laughs> whatever. Um, but I don't know what the over under is on this either. But I, I'd write Oklahoma State. I should have looked into the. What's his name? Martinez. I should have looked in to see if he's still hurt or whatever. Yeah. I was curious if anybody had an update on that. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. 
Uh, obviously, I, I, he I must can't be imagine, playing. Yeah, he can't be playing if they're a one and a half point favorite. Like yeah. if he wasn't, they would. This I think this would be Oklahoma State by Ten. at least yeah yeah at least a touchdown. Yeah, I'm a, I'm obviously on the uh, I'm obviously on the Cowboy train as well. Yeah, easy pickings there. All right, uh, another huge game. Kentucky, Tennessee. Kentucky is a 12 and a half point dog. Tennessee's rolling. They did not have a hangover game last week. They smoked, uh, what was it, like Chattanooga or something like that? UT, UT Martin. UT Martin. They blew them out last week. I was committed to this game the moment they beat Alabama. I said I was going to take. Kentucky. I said I would sprinkle the money line on Kentucky. I'm doing it. I'm solely basing that on the look ahead spot. Hoping that, you know, people have been telling Tennessee this is all coming down to the Georgia game. They're thinking about that. I don't trust Kentucky to score a bunch of points, so that scares me a little bit. They they cannot afford to be giving up just TD passes to number 11 deep the whole game, but if we can avoid that, maybe keep this game 20 to 24 or something like that and cover the spread. Yeah, I I won't be surprised on S- Sunday if Kentucky wins this game. Yeah, I'm probably I hate the I, I wish the over was I wish the total was more around like 54, 55 was kind of what I was hoping for. Obviously, it's about 10 points off. Oh, yes. 63 um, and a half. I'm seeing. Yeah, that's that seems horrifying. I think Kentucky's defense seems pretty good. I don't watch a ton of Kentucky football. Um, I, I think I'm going to take Tennessee in the points being as the fact that can. It, it kind of in the same phrase of their offense being semi similar to some of the higher powered ones. Just can Kentucky stop them enough times to keep the game close? I don't think Tennessee's defense is terrible. Um, but I, I, you know, obviously it's a look ahead spot. You hate to see that, but I'm, I'm going to ride with, you know, obviously my number two team got to ride if, with them, but I, it, it, I could, I, I could, if I woke up on Sunday and was like, Oh, Kentucky won that game. I might take, Tennessee and sprinkle the Kentucky money line and just Insurance, lose yeah. that Tennessee winning by 10 and just lose them both. Yeah. If Tennessee throws a first quarter bomb touchdown, like I'm going to rip up my ticket. Cause I think it's over. this game, but, this game in Tennessee too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the, you know, I think that if a Tennessee team is going to do anything, this is probably the one to do it. So I think that they, you know, they might have them in a, you know, Telling the boys not to look ahead is pretty tough not to with who you have coming. But yeah, I'm gonna ride Tennessee in the points. Don't love it. But yeah, Tennessee points, UK money line, see what can happen. All right. Michigan, Michigan State. Huge spread, as you would suspect. Uh it's about twenty two points in favor of Michigan. Total in the mid fifties. I'm keeping this game simple. Does anyone have a take? Any hot take on it? I couldn't care less about this game. I won't be watching. Yeah, this game has nothing, means nothing um, to really much of anyone. I'm going to take Michigan 22, thinking that Harbaugh might have the same 
thing as Ryan Day going and be like, okay, Ohio State beats them by 29. We got to beat them by 30. So I'm, I'm hoping that that is the thing. I Michigan might run for 600 yards this game. It could be terrifying. Okay, maybe. Or it's an in-state rivalry game between Michigan and Michigan State, and you can just throw out what both teams have looked like the entire year, and it's going to be within 22 points. The team getting 22 points won this game the last two years. Last year was pretty inexplicable, at least at the time. I'm taking all the free points. So let's see. Uh, yeah, I'm going to root for Michigan to win by three TDs, basically. Yeah, 74% of the public money on Michigan State. So I, I don't hate that. Sucker pick. Yeah. Pitt in North Carolina. This is more of a this is probably more of a personal play than a big game, but I North Carolina is like quietly doing something in the ACC at least. I was just gonna say, just looking at that game, it's a huge total. I'm gonna take the over on it. It's 64. North Carolina is about a field goal favorite. Just looking at those two team names, I think there could be a hundred points in this game. I don't think Pitt quite has the offense. As last year, I think the Narduzzi's kind of come out and said more than once that he really wants to run the ball, maybe even like control the clock a little bit. They do have that little running back. I'm not even going to take a stab at his name. That can, that's pretty good. So that could probably limit, you know, the amount of points scored. I don't know how good their defense is. Uh, geez, my first thought was over too, but now, now I'm kind of thinking about it I out think loud. North Carolina could give up 40 points to anyone yeah i i Very think true. uh yeah banacanda is the running back i was only know that because of, i was at the game where uh virginia tech scored 35 on pit um their Ooh. offense is pitiful um you're right pit does want to slow the game down but when banacanda goes for 80 yards three times in the game against virginia tech kind of hard not to uh, you know, keep the score low. I, I'm I'm on the over as well. I think North Carolina can score a ton. I think Pitt is going to have to score to stay in the game. So I, I'm going to ride the over. Could score a hundred. We could see a a, a game where no one scores. But I, I think that this game's going to have a ton of points. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I can I, I can definitely get on board with that. That was my initial kind of my initial gut thought. Maybe another dangerous consensus there. All right, last game. In honor of the uh, happy hour pod, it just has to be included. We have a midnight kick. Wyoming's going out to Hawaii. Wow, I'm not even seeing a spread. Total is like 49. Hawaii's getting 11.5 points. Yep, 49, uh, 11.5 at the moment. It opened up at 10. It looks like it's sitting at 11.5 right now. Um, Hawaii plus 320 on the money line. A little money, a little money line action. I was just going to take the, I was going to mix it up per usual, Trav. I was going to take the over 49, just root for seven TDs. Yeah, I don't hate that. I, I, I think I'm just going to stick with taking Hawaii, getting all, all those points. points. That sounded like, a, cut, that was more points than I thought we were getting there. I kind of want that too. They, so they've covered five of their last six games. <laughs> I mean, 11 points seems like a lot. Yeah, as a listener of the pod, I have fallen fate to 
uh, Hawaii as well. It's paid off for me greatly in the last, uh, as you said, four or five weeks or five or six or whatever. How about weeks? How about week zero though? That wasn't great. For was like, yeah, that Vanderbilt. was that was no. Uh, Just missed it. Yeah, so yeah. I think it looks like ninety six percent of the money is on uh, the over as well, the forty nine. So I'm going to take the over <laughs> and Hawaii. I I just think that I think Wyoming is actually pretty decent this year. Hawaii is going to have to score. I mean, seven touchdowns. Just you know, it's two a quarter. Pretty simple. Just you know, you get sixty minutes of football. Someone's got to score eventually. Throw you know, you can throw nine. You can throw seven pick sixes if you have to. Just give me some points. Yeah. We are we are not the only degenerates out there, Jake. That's so promising. <laughs> I, I don't think I was uh I don't think I rode with it until like I said I listened to the pod on a weekly basis and I think I've just like I know it's just fun to have a little just, I don't care if you have yeah ten bucks on chasing it. juice. It's chasing nice. juice at the end of the night. You could be down seven <laughs> units and I still will probably bet the Hawaii over. <laughs> yeah. Just just to be like, give me something here to give me a, like a little bit of hope for the following. Yeah, week. don't let me go to bed pissed. Let me go to bed mm-hmm. with some hope. Yeah. Yeah. Someone give me the what am I gonna win on the money line for that too? He gave you a plus three hundred something, right, Chris? Yeah, three three twenty. I see I see three twenty eight online. <laughs> um so I'm assuming it's around like three twenty. But yeah, I mean sprinkle it, like why not? Right? You lose three units, you make three, you make six. Yeah, let it rip. Honestly, what is Wyoming what... showed that you're getting three to one on Hawaii? Uh, they're five and three this year. Uh, I have to look up a little Wyoming stats. I yeah, I don't. Beat, I think they beat Air Force, which I was like pretty surprised about because I feel like Air Force is decent. Yeah, beat Utah State, but I think Utah State is pretty bad this pretty year. Pretty bad, surprisingly pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, played BYU, which we know BYU sucks. New Mexico uh, sucks. Yeah, they beat yeah San Jose State. Illinois pounded them, ripping apart all these like Mountain West teams. <laughs> these guys yeah, suck. Wyoming suck. Wyoming they gets beat, the Josh Allen bump. That's just all it is. Still getting they the beat Josh Northern Allen bump. Colorado. Yeah, they beat Northern Colorado by three TDs. Um, I think they're. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I guess they're not Division Two, but there must be whatever one AA, <laughs> FCS. That, yeah, I mean, this is over. It's too good a value, right? It's it's at yeah. Hawaii. It's at midnight. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I'll sprinkle <laughs> it with you, Trav. Timmy, yeah, Timmy Chang has the boys rolling now. As soon as he took over the play calling duties, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, he's uh, like the sound. Oh, there's a that. there's a lot of midnight kicks the rest of this year too. It looks like we got this one and two more coming. Nice. So. Yeah, we're Travi's face right there in the head nod. I love to see. Thank that. God, thank God. Oh, he's on that. That's Mountain Time. I mean, that's music to his ears out in Mountain Time. Yeah, he, yeah. he's got the bump there. That's that's very helpful for two thirty in the morning. Me screaming at the TV because Hawaii's down big or <laughs> they're close to winning it, and I'm just going nuts. And I wake up at the dog at six a.m. and I'm like, "Yeah, I, that was that was not worth it, but it was a hell of a time." Yeah, it does suck if you stay up for the whole thing and then and then lose it, uh, which yep. we've been there a few times as well. All right, let's. Uh, any extra plays? On top of college, let's run through those. Trav, if you have any NFL, you can run through those. But we'll start with college picks. I actually need to check the board, so someone else kick us off here with anything yeah. else you like. Yeah, I can run through mine real quick. I have Arkansas minus three and a half versus Auburn. 
can someone try to explain to me why this isn't 14 points? I, I, I saw it as well. KJ um, not healthy still. He played last week and he threw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, I'm adding that. All right. Okay. I have Wake Forest uh, minus four versus Louisville. I feel like somebody knows something about this game. I don't, but I don't think I care. You can call me uh, Chucky. You can call me Chucky because I'll take the cheese here. <laughs> Sorry, what'd you say for points for Wake? Wake Forest uh, lane four points against Louisville. That seemed like a weird. Yeah, something's that seems wrong. Very, very weird to me. I don't like where this is going, but I'm adding that as well. Yep, had it. Okay, you're you're going to be all over this one too. So, I have Cal plus seventeen and a half versus Oregon. Um, I'm not going to bring up Jack Plummer this week, but Cal coach Justin <laughs> Wilcox is seventeen and three against the spread as an underdog of seven or more points. Including seven and zero at home. <sighs> wow! Give me seventeen. Give me seventeen and a half points there. Wow! Um, Cincinnati playing UCF. We got our guy, um, the kicker, whatever the kicker's name was, uh, taking on the tool uh, for UCF. Love this matchup. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm just going to basically say everything I said last week. Cincy uh, nineteenth Street. Uh, American Athletic Conference wins. Um, the tool is Plumley. Who the hell is the kicker that I need to know about here? <laughs> Wait, Chris, didn't you mention the right, right, Ryan Coe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delaware yeah. transfer. You oh, okay, that was year. the shout out. Gotcha. I was like, yeah, okay. yeah sorry about that. So, uh, law of averages with the tool last weekend, <laughs> Snake zero, zero TDs, three picks against East Carolina. Uh, let's see how he does against an even better defense this weekend. Uh, yeah, I love Cincinnati money line. And it's right. pretty much even. Law of averages with the tool. That sounds like a principal play. I'll add that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, actually, it was literally law of, law of uh, averages last weekend with the tool. Yeah, oh, so he's three, bouncing three back. Zero TDs. Yeah. So I don't. I'm not sure how this how this the pendulum swings this week. I'm gonna go with he sucks again. Um, Coastal Carolina plus two and a half against Marshall. I'm pretty pissed at Marshall. I trust. Grace is going to call 10 times more than I trust any of Marshall's QBs. I have uh, Georgia Tech versus Florida State under 48 and a half. Uh, Georgia Tech has yet to hit an over this season, uh, with the exception of Duquesne and Clemson's second stringers. Uh, no defense has had any sort of problem shutting down Jordan Travis this year. Take the under there. I also have the Iowa State Oklahoma under forty-seven. Iowa State's defense, I think, is is reasonable. Their offense is terrible. I don't think Oklahoma's fixed all their problems after one week. I know they scored a lot of points against Kansas, but I do think Iowa State's defense is reasonable. Right. Um, I, I can, you say fifty-seven I, I, or forty-seven? Forty-seven for Oklahoma um, Iowa State. Yeah, um, I, I I think this is in the teens. That's got to be wrong. 56. No, it, it, well, I think I think that Iowa State, like we were talking about Snake before Trav got on Iowa State with the number one D, but I think they've given up a handful of points recently. But yeah, I think that, that might be. I was going to say the, the last few weeks here, their defense has been pretty lights out. Iowa State. Good? I, say, I watched the Texas game where they gave up 24, maybe. Um, I, I think that's pretty good against Texas, though. Yeah, I would, I would say, I mean, 
and yours yeah. played well. So yeah, you're you're probably. I mean, it's probably. And I don't think close. they. Yeah, and I don't think they scored more than twenty four. Uh, Kansas State scored ten. They held Kansas to fourteen. Yeah, either yeah, I'm still I mean, confused, think, or you're gonna love the sounds of this. But you must have bet under fifty seven, not forty seven. Let me see what I have. I'll take some extra points. A ten what time extra. Is that game? Twelve. I'll take ten extra. I might have to tease that one. I've got uh. <laughs> oh, I, I got fifty six. I got fifty six. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's he loved it. He, he loved it at forty seven. He liked it at forty seven. Yeah. <laughs> Better put two units wow. on that at fifty six. Yeah, I might have my teaser play for this week, boys. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and then do you want to hold off on NFL? Yeah, we'll come right back to NFL because I got to look right. at that with you too, Chris. Chris? You got exhibitions. Uh, yeah, I took Oklahoma minus one against Iowa State. Uh, on the other side, I think Oklahoma might be kind of figuring it out. Again, might work into what Trav said with the under. Uh, I've got the Arkansas over. I did add Arkansas minus three and a half. Toledo minus seven. Don't know why I've been riding Toledo this year, but I just have been. Um, I think I watched them, their quarterback against Ohio State in the 77 to 21 loss. Just loved the guy. Thought he could score some points. They also just beat Kent State pretty good. Uh, Wake Forest minus four. Again, something is up, but I don't care. I'm going to take it. Uh, Illinois minus seven and a half. Uh, I took the UCS over. I think UCF is the team that's either going to score no points or they're going to score 70. Uh, Cincinnati's defense is good. Um, but I did take the U- I took the UCF Cincinnati over in Cincinnati minus three. Added that when Trav said it. Kind of love that. Thank UNC you. minus three. Um, I think their offense is pretty v- good. I watched Pitt's defense obviously give up a billion to Wake or Virginia Tech, who's terrible. Um, so I took them as well as that over. Uh, UCLA minus 16 and a half at Stanford. Can't figure Stanford out. Um, obviously beat Notre Dame. I don't know why. I think Notre Dame might just be really bad. Um, UCLA coming off a pretty big loss. I think they kind of have to have a little bit of a statement win here. Uh, so 17 seemed pretty reasonable. And then I added uh, the 17 and a half for Cal. Wow, another pretty good slate of games there. All right, the only thing I had when I started this that I really liked was the TCU minus seven. I got to look who they're playing. Oh, I I had that as well. West Virginia. I think TCU can beat West Virginia by seven points. Yeah, TCU minus – I had not, I, I, I propped that to nine and a half. Um, so that's why. It a little was, extra yeah. juice on that. Yeah, just go up to nine and a half. Get some plus money in there. That's easy. Might as well. I like the Miami Virginia under 47 and a half two shitty teams. If Miami's offense continues to sputter, I know that game will go under 47 and a half and the spread is close. So that tells me Miami's going to score with Virginia, which is not a lot of points. Illinois minus seven and a half. I'm going to have to move that to seven against Nebraska. I think Illinois just keeps getting disrespected every week. Haven't been paying attention to Nebraska. I feel like they've maybe turned a corner a little bit, but I, I still think Illinois is better than Nebraska. I think they're better than a touchdown better. Uh, and that might that might be it. I feel like I wanted to mix in a Pac-12 play as well. 
Maybe a little buffs action. What'd you do in Stanford UCLA, Chris? Oh, I took UCLA minus. I think I had it at 16 and a half. A little um, bounce back game. That's kind of what I thought was was a little bit of a bounce back game. Just nice sucker you know, line. We think they're gonna win by 17. Take yeah, the 16 and a half cheese. I'll yeah. do it too. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought again, coming off of a 15 point loss to Oregon, uh, to keep themselves in the conversation, they they've got to do something. All right, I'm on that. Oh, I did see one more too. It was like UMass was maybe favored or within a field goal, so I'm fading UMass. They're playing yeah. someone terrible. Yeah. Uh, another possible love of the week, uh Northwestern Iowa minus or the the total's 37 and a half. That game you could probably bet that at 4 and still bet the under and you might hit that. So that would I might be adding that to the card of oh, Northwestern Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under 37 and a half. I think that just that game might score six points. Yep. And you got five TDs of wiggle room. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on to the NFL. Trav, I know you're locked and loaded. Go ahead. Yeah. I feel like I kind of hate some of these. So I have the Broncos. I took the Broncos plus three. And I think. Me and you were on the same page last week with the Broncos, where we both thought that's what it did. It can't get any worse, and it and it did again, right? And I hate that. I think that is the most amateur move of all time. Just saying, like, oh, this team's playing bad, but they can't be this bad forever. So I might take that one off the card, move it to exhibition. Um, Yeah, I had jotted down here. I think the madness has to end eventually. I don't think it does. I think they could. I think they could. I think they could fly to London and lose by, you know, a TD. I don't Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so ones I do like here, um, I have the Titans money line minus 125 versus the Texans. I really don't care who plays QB for the Titans. Um, sounds like Ryan Tannehill's banged up. I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, Malik Willis, Billy Volick, uh, Steve McNair's ballerina son. It doesn't matter. They're not going to lose to the Texans. Uh, I got 49ers uh, versus the Rams money line. Kyle Shanahan pretty much historically owns Sean McVay. So um, I'll take the 49ers. I don't think I think think the Rams are not good. Another team that I'm I'm only seeing one spread that I'm kind of interested in. I wanted to play a prime time. I'm seeing Sunday night. The Packers are getting 11 and a half points against the Bills. My first gut was. That's ridiculous. At some point, the Packers will turn it around. So I'm going to fade myself. I'm going to take the Bills to win by two touchdowns. That's going to be my one NFL play. I'm riding with Josh Allen. Yeah, I like that one, Jake. They're at home, too. So Buffalo will be up for it. Yeah, look at, I mean, look at how they've played at home this year. It's been outrageous. So, yeah, I'm with you there. I'll probably throw that. Um, I might sub that in for the Broncos or just go exhibition on that. But, Bills, 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 going to just, the Super Bowl. Just wait, just waiting, just waiting for that um, plus six hundred uh, Super Bowl prop bet to cash, boys. Yeah, wait, let's talk. I love it. Is that on official on the pod? It has to be. Yeah, I think it's on there. All right, uh, we're we, talking futures we should, next week. We're next talking week? futures. Actually, though, we're talking futures next week. We're checking in on. All right. It. All right. All right. Chris, any NFL plays you like? Uh, no, I, I've sworn off the NFL. Uh, I've got an absolute ripper of a fantasy team rolling right now. I'm just hoping that those cash and I don't lose any other money. Um, I'm just beating everyone 
like that sounds like my handily. worst nightmare. You're off spreads and yeah. you're only fantasy football. That sounds yeah, terrible. It's, yeah, just I, I just can't get behind the NFL. The only take uh, was Raiders Saints over 49 and a half. God, um, I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, and that's strictly because I have a lot of Raiders players in Such a bad my number fantasy. Too. So I'm ripping 49 and a half on Raiders Saints over. That will be, I bet, one NFL game a week. And I think I'm one in six, maybe. I really, so Trav, can we please talk about whether that hits or not next week? We need to look at that game. I'm yeah, going to throw it on. I'm going to throw like it on. Like 17 to 10. I'm throwing that on the card for you, Chris. I mean, that is like the guys. funniest thing. Yeah. I love just, that. A, no one even, I don't know, you know, very irrelevant teams, don't, but just, I pick one random one and that's what I'll watch and that's, that's it. And then I'm over it. Favorite plays of the week for the happy hour teaser, which desperately needs a hit. I hope no one out there is still doing this thing because it's missed like four in a row, right, Trav? Uh, yeah. I would, what I would do is just take each of the plays in the parlay and just bet the opposite side and you should be set. Yeah, well, by the time you tease it the other direction, you'd probably be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite play? Go ahead. I was Wake Forest minus four. I don't know why, but I, I don't know why that is as low as it is. And it, it, I mean, Sam Hartman's probably out, but I'll, I that was my play where I, I think I have like yeah. three, units, three units on it already. I'll probably end up more and more. Um, but yeah, I, I Wake Forest minus four was mine. I'm going to do the, like a sore thumb. I'm going to do the pit. UNC over 64 and a half. So by the time we move that six or seven points, you know, yeah, we that. just need to be in the sixes. And that's a fun one to root for too. So are we just going teaser this week? Cause if we're just going teaser, just I think teaser. I wanna, I'm not doing, I think I, I want to, I got to stop losing the parlay and the teaser, just teaser. Okay. I think I want to tease. If there's somebody I want to tease six and a half points, I think it's Arkansas uh, plus three might. against Auburn. Yep. So they'll be. Is that what okay? Does that sound reasonable? I I can't imagine that losing after you tease How it. Does so that yeah, lose? yeah. How does three, that lose? Th- three it team will. teaser there, and then go four team teaser. Put in that Saints Raiders over <laughs> on the teaser there as well. Oh, go yeah. three and four teamer. Those will definitely hit both of them. I already have ten. Yeah, I already have ten units on that, so I'll probably leave it out. <laughs> Perfect. All right, and that that wraps up the picks. Let's go into. Let's go into some Travia. I have just a quick uh, NFL Travia. If you want me to just whip through it really quick before Chris rips through his. You have a single Travia? Yeah, just I just have a single Travia for you guys. All right. Go ahead, Trav. So I have Bill Belichick's uh, career record without Tom Brady in front of me. Um, You can give it to me as a percentage. Um, or games over under 500. Did anyone happen to catch this last night? I didn't. I think I have a decent feel for what this is going to be. Yeah, I I didn't catch it, but I could probably guess which way it trends. Obviously, I'm going to guess percentage. Do you think when Tom Brady played for the Patriots and like Matt Castle had to, does that count? That counts. Oh. Yep. So his win percentage just without Tom Brady uh, starting, I guess. Okay. Well, well I was I, I was in low forties, and then if I go back to Tom Brady being on the team, but him Bill Belichick still stacking wins and that counting for Belichick, I'll go into the mid forties. I'll say like forty. 
I'll just say right on forty five percent. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say forty percent was my go to. Okay. Yeah, you guys are on the right track. So forty seven percent. I have them at seventy four and eighty two without Tom Brady at QB. I apologize. I am not one hundred percent sure whether that's that whether that season where he was hurt and Matt Castle's QB is included. Uh, my gut says my gut says that that was included because. They did have a heck of a year that year. They didn't make the playoffs, but they went eleven and five. So yeah, because I feel That's like it would games. be worse. I feel That's like a lot be of games worse. without yeah. uh, Brady. I didn't realize that he had coached one hundred and fifty games without Brady. That's like probably even a more surprising stat. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that there was that many. It's mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, almost ten seasons worth. Yeah, that's insane. So before the Patriots may be included, correct? Yeah, yeah, he had like. Uh, Brian Cypher, whoever the Browns 90s QB was. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Bernie Kozar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then our our guest picker has some travia lined up for us. Some some relevant yep. travia. Yeah, all Ohio State, Penn State stuff want to keep on topic. Uh, you guys can like just tag team all the questions, you know, talk about it. Uh, I've got six of them. Um, so rip off the first one. Uh, what year did both, and if I say both teams, it's obviously Ohio State, Penn State. No, no, no credibility there. Uh, what year did both teams have interim head coaches, and who were they? They both had to have interim head coaches. Oh, I was there. I know this one. Jake, you want to go? So is this Tom Bradley? Yeah. So Tom Bradley was coaching after Jim Tressel got fired? No. Well, yeah. Different teams, yeah. but... Yeah, yeah, different teams, but yeah, Tom Bradley and who was Ohio State's coach? Yeah, Luke Fickle. Yeah. And do you know the year? Yeah, it was 2000, 2011, and I think uh, the final score was. I think it was. If you know the score, I, I don't know the score, so that would be uh, okay. Would be okay. I was going to add no in. One scored, no one scored in the second half. I think it was like fourteen to ten. Yeah, I was going to say add in what allegations the coach, other coach was fired for, but I didn't. I don't want to bring any of that crap up so that's a good one that's to give you guys <laughs> a point there that's next week we'll touch on that next week <laughs> uh the next one is what penn state quarterback holds the most passing yards in a game versus ohio state this is just in their rivalry see that's this is trav territory it was not who i thought it was when i looked all right up. i have a guess i have a guess is it zach mills it is not is zach mills the one that beat them in uh early 2000s yeah like 2004 or something is, is this a recent it's not a recent guy uh chris semi I, I i don't know exactly when he was there but i i know the name so i'm pretty sure it's semi recent oh this might be good just like it makes no sense anthony oh. morelli or something daryl clark matt mcgloin Oh wow! Was it that game where he was like flexing to the sideline? I think he I threw for had, like three, three forty something in the game. That's the most well. Penn, oh my god! I actually had I had Matt McGloin cued. Then I go, nah, let's not get ridiculous. It, it caught me off of it. I was just like, there's no ch- that name was relevant in my mind as well. Is that total yards or one game? It was just one one game, game in that just single game against Ohio State. Okay. It might be I wrong, maybe, but I'm pretty I sure. I thought it's right. maybe it was like two or three games combined. That's incredible. Good for no, him. It was like three three thirty or something like that. Uh, number three, both teams have one very large victory against each other. What was the score in both games? The scores were exactly the same. You don't have to give me the year, but the score was the same in both games. Penn State won 
by this yeah. score and Ohio State won by this score. So I think I mentioned this earlier. You 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 made a comment to it earlier, but earlier you were wrong. You were very close, but you were a little wrong. 63-7? Close. 59-7? Snake, you want to give it a go? I think Penn State only scored three. 63 to 14. Oh, 14. Oh, yeah. okay. Penn, Penn State in 94, Ohio State in 2003. You did mention it earlier, Trap. I almost crossed it off because I was like, oh, he's pretty close there. But I didn't know. Was that one 2003 or 2013? 13. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I have to I have to go backwards real quick. The Matt McGloin thing. So we had talked about the, what is this, 2011 game? Yeah. Matt McGloin threw 10 of 18 for 88 yards. Braxton Miller threw 7 of 17 for 83 yards. <laughs> and the score was 20 to 14. So then Matt McGloin must have came back the next year and threw for 300 and some. I feel like I remember that game. They kept saying he had a lot of moxie. I feel like Penn State was leading that game. Yeah, I feel he, like I kind of that. Yeah, it has to be what it was. Yep. Yeah, I'll right, have to look sorry. that up and see and see what it is. No, no worries. Uh, question number four. How many times has Penn State shut out Ohio State in the rivalry and vice versa? How many times has Ohio State shut out Penn State? This could be a lot from some of the older days. See, I was going to say the opposite because the older days doesn't go back that far, right? They weren't really playing each other until the early 90s. They've only played each other 27 times. One game was nullified in 2010. Uh, I, I'd go as far as saying zero shutouts both ways. I'll, I'll say two for Penn State and one for Ohio State. Close. Uh, Penn State shut out Ohio State three times, 1912, 1964, and 1978. Ohio State has never shut out Penn State. Wow. So Keep that, that in mind for your yeah. betting trends. Yeah, it could, could could be wrong. All these could be wrong, but that's that's the information I got from the take wiki, the Penn so. State over half a so, point. This week. Yeah, yeah, it's bet it all because it's never happened in twenty seven <laughs> games. Um, <laughs> all right, second to last uh, in twenty twenty two, Penn State recruited two of the top five players in Ohio, and they went to Penn State. Who are those players? They're recent. These they recruited them last year, so they're current players for Penn State today. I just don't know who the second one would be, Trav. Caden Saunders. Oh, yeah. And, and Drew Aller, right? That's correct. Yep. Drew Aller of Medina, Caden Saunders of Westville South, Ohio. Oh, Liam Clifford. <laughs> he, he, was, he, was, he wasn't in the top 10 on the uh, 2007 <laughs> or the 24 7 composite. All uh, right. Again, ranking or uh, some uh, recruiting stuff in the last 14 years. Ugh, this is going to be insulting. Three high school players in the top 10 of the country, 24-7 composite players, have committed to Ohio State but played their high school football in Pennsylvania. Who are those three players? Julian Fleming. Yeah, so we talked about Fleming. Yep. There's a Pittsburgh kid too, isn't there? This is 2008. Yep, forward. Yep, prior. So he's Pittsburgh. Is the other guy a Pittsburgh guy or Philly guy? No, it's he's a Philly, Philly guy. guy. Isn't he? It's the quarterback. Oh, it's, uh, it's Noah something. Or, Harrison or Noah or... Spence? 
Noah Spence. That's correct. Yeah. Oh. Bishop McDevitt kid in the last 14 years, three of the top players. Uh, they were two of them were top five, but yeah, Noah Spence was a, was a 10 guy. So yeah, those, those are, those are good guys. I didn't, I didn't know if you would get Noah Spence. I figured you were pretty close. I knew we'd get Fleming. Cause I just love to sprinkle that little dirt in there. Um, yeah. I would have told you last year you could have had him back, but we'll keep him now. Oh, okay. You can have him. <laughs> Screw him. We don't want him. We don't need him. All right. Those were so good. I did have to, uh, I have to tack on two more. How many shared big 10 championships do these teams have with each other? And I will tell you that they are relatively recent, modern era. Yeah, I, I, th- I, have, a, I have a guess. Chris, you want to go first? My guess was three. Okay, I was gonna guess. I was gonna guess two. I think it's uh, two thousand five and two thousand eight. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would have not. I would have not known that. Oh five. I got to oh eight though. All right, and then. How many times have these teams played a bowl game against each other? <laughs> I don't know that one. Once the nineteen was it like nineteen ninety Peach Bowl. That's pr- a pretty good guess. Nineteen eighty Fiesta Bowl, but Fiesta it is bowl. one time. Yes, that's the only reason I know this because I saw it today th- making questions, and I think <laughs> okay. Penn State Penn State was down like eighteen, and they stormed back to win or something. Look at the box score from that because I, I literally just saw this twenty five minutes ago. I remember a solid defense that. did not allow Ohio State any net yards in the third quarter. And only Trev, you, say you remember watching fourth. that? I remember watching it like it was yesterday, Cass. <laughs> <laughs> he has it on VHS at the house. Yeah, it's got to just still rip still ripping the old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Oldies but goodies. Yep. All right. We we violated the two hours, so we're good anyway. Should we just go for the do you want to touch on the Paul Pierce, Trav, and end this? Uh, we're overdue. I said we would break down the Paul Pierce mystery. Yeah. Shit yeah, game. We, are o- we are overdue. I think we pretty much were texting each other about this and came to the same conclusion. And I don't know if you have the final answer, but I think walked, I do. If he walked into the locker room and he had the stain on the pants, which he definitely did, and he came back out and there's no stain on the pants, to me, 100%. Uh, there was... There was a number two in the pants. Okay, so here's... Let me set the context here. So this is game one of the 2008 NBA Finals. Uh, The Celtics would go on to win in six games. Paul Pierce goes up for like a rebound or tries to block a shot. Comes down. On Kobe. On Kobe, I think, actually. Comes down. Kendrick Perkins comes down after him. Kind of like lands on his foot. I don't know if it was Kendrick Perkins, actually. That's got to be wrong. But anyway, he he seems to hurt his knee. The injury was a knee. Hits the ground under the basket. He's kind of laying there, writhing. Some people come over to attend to him. Uh, He's kind of laying awkwardly to where it looks like he's kind of using his feet to hide his butt. They end up getting him to, like, his feet, and they carry him off in a way I've never seen anyone get carried off. They have him, like, underneath both knees. Well, Mitch McMath. Okay, the first person to ever get carried off that way before Mitch McBeth did it. Um, goes to the locker room. I think everyone probably remembers this part. Essentially, like, gets to the tunnel. They throw him in a wheelchair. He's crying. He's wheelchaired to the back. There, one minute and 30 seconds of game time go by, and he literally runs out of the tunnel, fresh legs, comes back in, plays great. His knee is taped up. Fresh drawers? 
So here we go. There's a video out there, and I think this is what you're referencing, where he, he is like coming up the left wing, catches that pass, steps into the three, drills it, and the for whatever reason the video has a nice angle from the backside and there's like a there's like a brown shit stain skid mark on him when he hits the three. Yes. After further review, that video is from game two of the NBA finals. I actually went I hate that. and watched the entire highlights to game two and I found the clip. Because <laughs> the clip had no context as to when it was. I saw the exact shot. It was definitely game two. It was not game one. I think the whole thing is predicated on that. He didn't actually wow. shit his pants. Holy cow. So he didn't. No. Because he did come out and say he did. In 2019, was... there was an interview where he jokingly said, he basically yes. admitted, I just had to use the bathroom. It was, it was very satirical, but people took it as verbatim. Oh, kind of like earlier how you said that thing about Nick Saban retired. I just looked into that. and Not true. He, he said... He jokingly said he was going to retire and work for the Weather Channel. Oh, I, I didn't read the. I just read the. I just read the headlines. So I was close enough. Yeah, yeah. damn it. You know, is, is, so what is that? A sports conspiracy? Sports conspiracy? It's segment? just going to be. It, it yeah. won't even have to be related to sports. It's just going to be life's greatest mystery. So Trav was actually looking some other ones up for us to investigate. I Wait. looked. I was looking up a couple while you're talking. Jordan's first retirement being gambling, gambling related suspension. I remember that, that, that was, from the documentary. Yeah, yeah, that that was an interesting one that I just I was looking up like top ten sports conspiracies, and that was number one. And I was like, "That's pretty interesting. That's probably something to look into." That to I, me seems like that would leak at some point. You would have, you would have to assume with his biggest sports gambling is now too that would have like relight. But I, I, you know, who knows? Yeah, I'm not really. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Wasn't there a recent one also that there was some gambling questions about as well? Why am I blanking on it? The Calvin Ridley? This, this weekend, no. did you see Mike Evans running down the tunnel? And the, the refs asking him for like what they thought was an autograph? Oh, yeah. And, and the was... NFL statements like that wasn't an autograph? What would they have been asking for? It said golf lessons. He was the that... contact to a golf pro or something. And the ref was a Texas... Texas A&M guy. They have a whole concocted story as to why it was acceptable. Well, it also seems, I mean, they just lost by three TDs, right? I mean, they must not have been favoring them too much. Yeah. That there was part. like, there was something where he had like dropped in really easy catch or something like that. Mike Evans, oh, did like a ball that just hit I him in the hands. The first quarter. And then they were just like, and I think that's kind of what ripped it off. I was like watching like a little bit of barstool stuff on it where they were talking about how it was, uh, that like actually, 100% true, but then it was like Mike Evans, they ripped it back to like Mike. It was like when Calvin Ridley dropped like eight passes that season and they <laughs> caught him for, he laid a $500 parlay and it was just like, this isn't, these aren't even relevant. Yeah. Together. The poor guy had just placed like a nice eight teamer. Yeah. He, he literally dropped like eight passes the whole season or something. It wasn't even like close. And he lost them all though, right? He yeah, lost he all He said he placed one bet, I think. And it was, it a- was one, it was one parlay and I believe he went two of six. In the parlay, he hit two of six. He hit two of eight legs. Did you guys know that UFC fighters up until like last week could just bet on themselves, bet on their buddies, bet on people in their training camp? There was no law. That was the only sport I think you could still do that in, and now it's gone. I think, I think like UFC, I mean, I guess UFC, I guess you could just throw the fight, 
If you knew but, someone was banged up or something, you'd have inside info for sure. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I didn't really think about it from that aspect of it, but I guess that kind of makes sense. I guess if you're gonna bet on yourself, I guess the only bet you should be able to put is yourself to win. Yeah. But uh, if you still know the guy's banged up or the other guys like all throw it and you get half a million. Yeah, I don't think like you that. can have people betting on anything sports related. Yeah. No, I just I guess I get that. But Calvin Ridley with the five hundred dollar eight teamer. I appreciate on, but none that, of yeah. none of us have hit any eight teamers in our lives. So just <laughs> let the guy let the guy blow his money. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying for seven, eight years now, still haven't been able to hit an eight teamer. So <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. All right. Any final thoughts, boys? I think that's that's the pod. No, thanks for having me, fellas. It's a good time. I said, pencil me in as long as this sucker runs for Penn State, Ohio State. I'm always here to, you know, lay it down and bring you, you back special, on. If you need a special guest for Penn State, Michigan week, I'd love to just drop in for a couple, oh, that's, two, three minutes. Didn't we have give you a quick Trav? You had bad, uh, bad thoughts on Michigan that you wanted. Oh, you did have a, you did have a Michigan rant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, geez. It's so long. Um, <laughs> all right. Is that next week? I might have to save it for the Ohio. I might have to save it for the Ohio State game, Ohio State, Michigan. I'll save it for the end. Don't let me forget. I probably did two hours of recon on Jim Harbaugh last night, boys. Oh, wow. it was- Jim, Jim Harbaugh is a he is he is a scandal waiting to happen. There's got to so, be something on him. Yeah, I was so deep on message boards, like accumulating <laughs> data on this guy. I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, it's just yeah. gonna be Secret Service knocking on your door tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. If you want a little teaser, look up how Jim Harbaugh met his wife. Uh, I'll have to. I'll look it up. Give Give me three minutes on that just to talk about that game, and I'll drop. Out. And that's Let just me. the teaser. That's the uh, person. Some of the stuff. Gonna, we're gonna... You just You just messed me up. I'm going to be up till midnight now <laughs> looking into Jim Harbaugh and his wife. Now oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And speaking I'll, of teaser, actually, this is the week the teaser wins. Trav, the teaser gets back on track. Teaser getting on track. Nine. We should be good. We should be good. <laughs> Add the Saints over. Add the Saints over for a little extra plug. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Alright, see y'all. I appreciate it. Alright. All right, boys. See you guys. Talk to you next week. What a good place to be Don't believe I have